Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrullo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? I am elated to let you guys know uh, about a very special uh, new phase of my life. It's about to start. I'm sure you heard how uh, Prince Harry and uh, Meghan Markle are retiring from the royal family. Uh, <laughs> they are no longer going to be the, the, the senior... Uh, front of the royal family, even though he's like what six in line, or it originally was, or whatever. He, they're quitting. They're done with the royal family. I'm joining. I'm going to take his place. I'm joining the fucking royal family. I am now the senior face of the, of the fucking Duke and Ju- Duchess of whatever the name of the place, Buckingham <laughs> Palace. There we go. I'm, it's my first day on the job. Um, they haven't returned my calls yet, but I assume they're gonna. You know, helicopter is gonna show up pretty soon here. Uh, but yeah, I just, you know what? I was like, why not? They got, they got room for me. I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then in your first assignment, we'll be uh, dealing with Prince Andrew. So that'll be fun. Um, yeah, I'm going to ask him how we like who he paid off to, to kill Epstein. I'm just going to be like, Hey, (laughs) come on, come on. We're family now. You can tell me we don't keep secrets in this family. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, whether he did it or not, he definitely knows who fucking did it. Like they, they all know, you know, Bill knows, he knows fucking uh, Dershowitz. They all know that they, it was probably a fucking community pool. It was like, all right, this is a really high profile assassination. We're going to need like like $15 million to pull this off right, to pay off all the right people. That's everyone, you know, everyone throw in, everyone ante up. Um, I mean, how would they get, how do they keep Dershowitz from finally admitting he knows who it is? Because that guy cannot shut up. Oh, he's, it, he's so he's so <laughs> awesome at incriminating himself on Twitter, almost as bad as Trump. Um, I mean, if I wanted to have sex with teenage girls, I totally could. Oh, I just I almost no as reason. bad as Paul Krugman uh, <laughs> talking. Oh about my god, <laughs> he pulled an Eichenwald. <laughs> Oh God! It was worse. I mean, he fucking incriminated himself at a crime. He so was like, oh, "Well, I don't, I, I don't know how it happened, but uh, apparently someone used my IP address to look up child pornography. I'm in <laughs> touch with my IT guys right now." It was just so. It was just, just his tweets. And apparently, he's done this like four or five times with different random, you know, things. Like, it, he's just really Does he either really boomerific know that your, at, at your the computer, IP you know? address changes periodically like if you unplug your router for more than 45 seconds and plug it back in you have a new ip address like that's not a static thing that's the same all the time yeah now he's yeah <laughs> for sure um yeah uh oh and of course jules is joining us as well this week uh Hello. obviously yeah thanks for coming on um thank you for having me on <laughs> absolutely you know it's important it's an important episode so we figured uh definitely have to have you on for this one because you know foreign well, policy is definitely your beat thank you thanks for having me on yeah yeah absolutely um yeah so i mean you know this will be uh this is definitely gonna be a special episode uh, you know a very very special uh, after school special episode of move left because we'll be talking probably exclusively about iran like i'm sure other 
you know, uh, ancillary things are going to come up. Obviously, we're going to talk about, you know, different candidates reactions to the whole unfolding fiasco in Iran and Iraq. Um, but largely it's all going to be focused around Iran and, and what's gone down the last week or so, um, you know, in Iran. So last week, um, as we were recording, uh, the Soleimani news was breaking. Like literally as we were recording, they, you know, the, it was announced that he may have been assassinated. It like still wasn't even confirmed at that point. And we kind of speculated uh, about how bad, how bad uh, that was and how devastating that could be. Uh, and of course we know the full context. And now that we've, you know, had time to really fully digest it and and uh, see the kind of beginnings of, of the ramifications that we're going to see from that. Um, I think it's in, in some ways worse than we feared. Um, and, you know, we'll get to that. But I basically what I want to do uh, on this show is kind of go through a, a brief timeline of the escalating tensions in Iran uh, under the Trump administration. Um you know, obviously, the Obama administration didn't do a ton to quell tensions in Iran. They did, of course, uh, come to the, you know, the agreement for the uh, the Iran nuclear deal, which was, you know, I've, I've said before and we've talked about on the show, really one of the only uh, genuinely good accomplishments uh, of the Obama administration was getting that nuclear deal. It wasn't... Um, it, it, it's it's one of the things where it, one of his foreign policy you know decisions that wasn't blatantly hawkish, even though of course it was done from a place of shittiness where we had you know seized and stolen their money and it was kind of you know, being held over them and you know held hostage to get this deal through. But at the end of the day, they didn't sanction them. They agreed to not sanction them. They agreed to you know give them their money back. So like it's of of a bad foreign policy batch. It was probably his best you know bit of business in the middle east um so you know everything that's happened in the trump administration though has obviously um undone that and inflamed the situation 50 times worse because he's surrounded himself with fucking uh christo fascists and lunatics and maniacs like john bolton and mike pompeo and all these people who are you know foaming at the mouth for fucking war with i got i gotta say though i I was tweeting this earlier you know just just imagine how mad john bolton's got to be that here we are at the gates of hell defcon one uh (laughs) about to finally have world war three with iran his life's goal and he's been fired yeah (laughs) yeah he couldn't hold on for like another two or three months you gotta feel for the guy Oh, like Icarus flying too close to the sun and almost getting there and then fucking falling back to Earth, you know, damned for all eternity. Just like, oh, I was so fucking close. God well, he was celebrating it. online, so, you know, he's like right there with them. Yeah, no, for right. sure. But this, It's so still the, not the same. It's like when you're, right. you know, you're the one that wanted more than right. anybody. But uh, r- real quick also, you know, yeah. la- last week we this was just breaking and, uh, you know, we, we understood that it was unprecedented. This is not a thing that happens. Uh, they, they talked about this on the news in the whole entirety of the Cold War. We never did something like this. Uh, you know, there was all these proxy battles and it would have lower turned level into people. A hot war if we had, right, right, right. And and I was kind of like, I don't think it's going to kick off World War Three. Uh, I think it'll be we'll still be at a stalemate come this time next week. Uh, we just you know we didn't expect what was going to happen to ex- happen so dramatically. And then more things, more things. So I think that, you know, thank God we're not uh, <laughs> in World War Three right now. Anything's possible tomorrow, I guess. But 
yeah, I mean, both of these things are completely unprecedented. So just just to kind of reference where we were a week ago, um, for sure, it, <clears throat> it shit hit the fan even more, and somehow we're not uh, all dead right now. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and we'll once we we're we're going to go through the timeline, but once we get to that, I'll kind of. Uh, uh, doomsay a little bit because I think that the this whole kind of narrative around like oh well you know that was Iran was giving Trump an, uh, an off ramp and now he's taking it so now tensions are are de escalated. It's mm, true to some extent, but I also think that that really downplays just the long term ramifications of what he did and the impact it's going to have on the region. And it, it could be potentially far worse than, sure. than I think we even realize, but. Well, um, and I definitely want to give some context, too, for what uh, Iran actually did, because at first I kind of thought, like, oh, this was a bluff, you know. <coughs> and the more I've looked at it, the more I'm kind of like, oh, no, this this there's a lot more to read into what they did than anyone's really talked about on the news so far. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll get into that, too. Yeah. So um, and, and just real quick before we get into it, I, the, the, when you mentioned oh. Bolton, I just I was thinking about. It's really funny because, like, this big liberal fantasy that, like, Jank will talk about on TYT is like, oh, well, you know, if they do take impeachment to the Senate, you know, John Bolton's he's he he knows where all the bodies are buried. So he's going to come in. He's going to come in and save the day. Like, even if that was remotely a possibility because Bolton was miffed about getting fired. Do you think John Bolton would do anything to jeopardize a fucking war with Iran at this point? That was, if anything, that was like a move that sealed the deal to make sure that John Bolton never testifies against the Trump administration, mm-hmm. like giving him everything he fucking wanted in Iran. So, yeah, well, that, that, uh, that's always their bullshit liberalism where they're like, oh, Mueller is going to come testify and it's going to fill in all the holes in the report that didn't do anything. And it's like, no, it won't. I don't know what fucking, you know, West Wing tea you've been drinking, but it's not going to happen. And then just just the downtroddenness after the Mueller after Mueller's testimony, it was like, yeah, guys, like, uh, you couldn't have fucking seen that one coming. Like, lifelong <laughs> Republican on video lying about fucking weapons of mass destruction. This was the, the is this your king? Like, this is the guy that was gonna fucking whatever. Um, but yeah, all right. So <laughs> yeah, so let's uh, l- let's start going through the timeline of, of events uh, of recent events in in Iran. Uh, so of course in May. Of 2018, the Trump administration withdrew from the Iran nuclear deal for no fucking reason whatsoever, um, other than the fact that he's got a ton of war hawks in his administration who have been, you know, trying to inflame war with Iran uh, for years, ever since we, you know, since we got involved in Iraq. Um, you know, Netanyahu is dying for us to fucking obliterate Iran. That's like his biggest goal is to goad us into war with Iran. Um, you know, there's t- tons of right wing pressure. To get it done, uh, of course, you know, and a lot of people be like, "Oh, well, he just wanted to undo Obama's legacy." I don't put as much stock into that. Like, I'm sure that's true to an extent, but he also right. doesn't undo the horrible things that Obama's done. You know, like I, I wish he would like ban fracking in the Arctic and like you know, right. or, I'm sorry, ban drilling in the Arctic and ban frack, like do all the undo all these things that Obama did that were horrible. But it, that's not his goal. He just want he just does whatever his fucking you know his his chud donors and advisors tell him to do like i don't you know right well, also well, he, i think he, a lot of it is also based on revenge right <laughs> so i do think sure. that more so than undoing obama's legacy i think that he really takes into account how these leaders of these countries treat him so if they sure. treat him like a joke he like 
decides that he needs to be a strong man and, you know, show off to, you know, like you said, all the chuds like in his inner circle and also just his supporters in general, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that holds more weight with him than, you know, just, you know, sticking it to Obama. I don't really think he cares. Yeah. Well, he also probably is smart enough to know it was, it was the one really good, you know, deal that Obama struck. And that's why he can't stand it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. And only does his shit all over it and say, oh, I can get a better deal. I can get a better deal. To a point, like, but I feel like the Republican Party in general, and some Democrats as well, you know, because they're fucking garbage, um, they were against the Iran deal from the beginning. Oh, and yeah. Chuck Schumer. Yeah. Well, Chuck, of course, you know, always. But I feel like they were against it from the beginning. And that was one of the things that they've been trying to undo and, you know, like provoke Iran so they could you know, preemptively strike or even just give them a response. And it's always based on absolutely nothing. So, yeah, no, for sure. Cause I mean, Obama always had a, uh, he he was never tough on Israel, but he had an icy relationship with Netanyahu. So I think because Netanyahu is a huge fucking racist. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Exactly. (laughs) He he wasn't going to like him anyway. Obama didn't 80% of what he wanted. He gave him all the the money, but he still had to disrespect him because, you know, the right wing and, you know, Obama was black and whatever. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, there was always this kind of underlying tension with the Iran deal because that's uh, Netanyahu did not want the Iran deal to go forward, even though his whole thing was stopping Iran from, you know, proliferating nuclear arms. Uh, You know, he didn't want that deal to go forward because he wanted them to proliferate nuclear arms. So then he could say, well, what are you going to do? United States, you got to do something. He's got nuclear weapons. You got to, you got to destroy them. You got to wipe them off the face of the earth. Um, because he's a fucking, you know, bloodthirsty maniac. Um, but, um, I remember where I was going with this, but yeah. So in any event, that's, you know, the Iran deal, um, it was a disaster to pull out of the Iran deal for no reason whatsoever. Iran was completely complying with it. Um, the Iran deal wasn't just between us and Iran. It was between, you know, many European countries and Iran. Um, and they all stayed in it, even though we pulled out and pulled out of our obligations, you know, in the deal, uh, we, already violated the deal uh, before we pulled out of it by sanctioning Iran uh, in that that round of sanctions uh, where where the the Republicans packaged the Iran sanctions into the Russia sanctions, which 99 uh, senators voted for and the one senator, or I'm sorry, 98 senators voted for and the one Democratic senator who didn't vote for it was Bernie Sanders. And of course they pointed to that and said oh look he's voting against russian he's sanctions he's a putin puppet <laughs> and he of course explained like no you fucking idiots like you we're bra- we're violating the terms of the iran nuclear deal and i actually have principles and care about you know the treaties we signed and if we don't fucking keep stick to the treaties we signed then why would any nation trust us enough to do any kind of a deal with us in the future well and, and to that point you know trump and other republicans and other democrats say well we want a better deal we want a better deal with Iran. And the problem with that thinking is not only is it childish and arrogant, but it, when you do something like that, when you break the established treaty and then say you want a better one, is Iran's going to look at that and go, we don't trust any of you. Yeah. You, if Washington, you want to negotiate a better agreement <laughs> while still sticking with the agreement we have, we're willing to do that. But right. now we don't trust you to make any agreement at any point in the future because you'll just you'll pull out of it. And Iran is like, look, we're in it for the long term. We're in our in you know our long term stability and longevity and well being is our interest. 
And, mm-hmm. and I'm sure part of that's the fact that they don't really have term limits over there uh, <laughs> with their grand leader. Um, whereas we do, but like they look at they look at us as weak and erratic and untrustworthy, whether it's Trump, whether it's Republicans, whether it's Democrats. And they're like, look, what's in our best interest now is to just make nuclear weapons. Yeah, and and I hundred percent agree that that is in their best interest for for their own security and it safety. Is. I still don't think they're going to do nuke. it. I don't think they are either, but I but that would be the smartest thing for them to do because you know we're not we're not fucking assassinating a North Korean general anytime soon. Like we're not right. going to be doing that to any you know to any country that actually has nuclear weapons. We're not going to be doing the shit that we you know do to them. Um, so and and honestly, you know, they look at that. They look at the way we 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 treated Gaddafi after they gave up their nukes in Libya. It's like, why the fuck wouldn't you want a nuclear weapon? You know, you that that's like the best deterrent from right. And also uh, now the fact that they ripped up the agreement, like like you said, how are they supposed to trust the United States to go ahead and create another one that's going to benefit? you know them in any way they're not going to they they were they, never going to they can't even keep up with their own agreements within the united states right yeah. right and, and you just look at the way that iran makes decisions you know like we talked about offline how you know the, the the hardliners are the ones in power and that's very true but that doesn't mean that they're impulsive they're right. very meticulous and careful with their planning uh and they they don't do things impulsively and that's how they've managed to you know not take the bait when we've been constantly antagonizing them for the last 75 years is right. because yeah. they, they, they know the consequences, right? And, and all this time, like, yes, they've pressed their own interest in the Middle East. Who wouldn't, if you look at all the countries that have had the, you know, the boot of, of Europe and America put on them and didn't fight back, Iran's, you know, standing up to them. They're only ones that really are in any meaningful way or only ones that can. Yeah. I mean, Saudi Arabia could, but why would they? Um, Exactly. So yeah, I mean it's it's they, they had, there was a great great segments on democracy now yesterday, and they were talking to this this uh, foreign affairs professor based out of Tehran. He's like, look, it's not a left right thing in this country. Like there are people that are patriotic. There's people that are you know obviously devout uh, Muslims, but they they look at everything very differently than our left right praxis, right? And for them, even if they might not agree with some of the more regressive social aspects of those hardliners they see those people as having the best interest of the people of their country in mind in everything they do, right? Even if they're, you know, might not like a protest so much as they would, you know, it's still, this is, this is just, you know, there, there was a great little bit from, um, uh, uh, what is her name? The woman from CNN, Christine Anapur. Yeah, yeah Christine Anapur. Uh, j- just real quick blurb here. As for regime change, the mass public turnout in Iran and around the region to mourn uh, Soleimani should not be underestimated. Even though his own, those in his own country who have no love for him or the Islamic Republic are now bound by patriotism and national fervor. Unlike America's allies, Saudi Arabia and other Gulf countries, Iran has been uh, the standout Muslim nation in the Middle East where ordinary people uh, who were pro-Western and pro-American are no longer today. Yeah. So. Well, they've seen all the countries around them like fall like dominoes, and you know Saudi Arabia committing a genocide, you know, like repeatedly. So of course they're not going to be like, oh, hmm, let's work with the West. It's not something yeah. they're going to want to do. And you know they have their own history with that, with the United States and you know the UK and all that. So of course they don't want to work with them. Yeah, yeah. Would no, you? Abs- <laughs> I mean, yeah. No. Yeah. Fuck no. Um, yeah. All right. So well, let's let's keep going through the timeline because. Obviously, there's that was... There's a lot was, to cover. There's a lot. And that was obviously the... 
you know, one of the stupidest things uh, that we've done in the last couple of years in foreign, po- foreign policy wise. And um, it was just, you know, totally without reason. Um, you know, I, well, I mean, the, obviously the reason was that they wanted to further inflame tensions because, you know, <laughs> war is their business. But right. um, so on June 20th, <clears throat> uh, 2019, so June 20th of this year, or well, last year, uh, the uh, Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps downs an American surveillance drone with a surf. And by the way, I'm reading this from the Washington Post. So if you find any kind of American American centric wording, it's it's Washington Post wording. And I'll they will explain the context for each of these things. Um, so uh, June 20th, Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps. Downs an American surveillance drone with a surface-to-air missile over the Strait of Hormuz. Uh, Iran and the U.S. officials offer contradictory accounts of where it happened. In response, Trump orders a strike on Iranian sites, but reverses his orders when told that 150 people could be killed. Uh, we were cocked and loaded. <laughs> Trump actually, we were cocked and loaded, Trump says, uh, to retaliate last night um, on three different sites when I asked uh, how many will die, he tweets. Um and by the way, he also misspelled sites. He said S-I-G-H-T-S, like like vision sites, but <laughs> fucking dumb. Cock site. Yeah, no, we're cocked and loaded. <laughs> Just, you know. Um, so, <clears throat> Strait of Hormuz, uh, if you look at it on a map, is the Iranian coastline is, is the Strait of Hormuz. So, like, this whole idea that it's this, like, wide open territory. It's like, if there was a drone, if there was an Iranian drone in the fucking Atlantic Ocean... You know, a mile outside of Manhattan, uh, how do you think the United States would react? It's so preposterous. Like the the, the location provided by the Pentagon and the location provided by the Iranian military. And I actually tend to trust the Iranian military's location a lot more because why the fuck would they shoot it down if it wasn't actually within their, you know, in their territory? But um, even the location provided by the Pentagon is right off of their fucking shoreline. So if you see an American drone... You know what the maritime law is? You know what the the extension of your boundary into the ocean by maritime law is for every country? It's 200 miles. Oh, okay. So, yeah, the entirety of the the fucking strait. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of the problem is, is, you know, 20% of all the oil passes through that little strait. And, of course, all of their territorial waters kind of overlap. So uh, you can see why there's skirmishes there. But, yeah, the the idea that uh, an American drone... Has any right to be there <laughs> on, on top of all the bases? Just fucking absurd. Um, and, and that and that whole idea colors just absolutely everything. The, the just the sheer preposterousness of of anyone, uh, you know, in America saying, "Well, we, it's not fair for the Iranians to be meddling in the affairs of, of Iraq and RP." And it's like, are you? <laughs> like, yeah, right. I'm always I mean, trying to explain that, and I get so frustrated because I'm like. They're neighbors. Like, what the fuck is the United States doing over there? <laughs> like, if, 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 if Iran invaded uh, Michigan, right, and Canada was like, oh, hey, we're going to help you out, eh? And then we were like, that's not fair. Off limits. That's not allowed. Canada can... I don't care how many Canadian coins are in the pockets of Michiganders, just by, you know, the fact that they're basically borders. Uh, not allowed for Canada to help out there. Yeah, Your inner liberal like, just came out. It's like you were just trying to see, like, you know, to speak to somebody's manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's just, it's absurd. And, it and is what it, they would say, though. You know, again, it's, it's like the, the, the government in Iraq has seen to be such a puppet of the U.S. 
that you have all these militias that are like, okay, well, Iran's standing up to the people that invaded us. Why wouldn't we side with them at this point? Yeah, you exactly. know, and, that, and that's the real fear that we have is is the effectiveness of Soleimani <clears throat> was in uniting those militias. And also, I'm sure Netanyahu was like, oh, fuck, you know, like we're, <laughs> we're, well, he we're did. losing this. He did. He completely like distanced himself from the actions and said he had nothing to do with it and didn't want to be dragged oh, into this mess. I was, <laughs> like, that's fucking so hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> that is so adorable. I was like, yeah. you coward ass bitch. Like you've been I asking know. for this for how long? <laughs> Him and his little graphs and shit. Get the fuck oh, out of here. I know. I know. Right. Um, well, and, and you total, know, the Soleimani basically drew a line in sand with with Assad and said, "We're not letting that ally get taken out, and we'll do whatever it takes to make sure Assad stays in power." And you, we can argue, and we don't have to argue one way or the other. We're, we don't have to defend Assad or not defend Assad, but Assad clearly, apologist, right? You know, I mean, I, I, I would, if I got in that fight, I'd be defending the, you know, Rahava. Uh, uh, Rajava Kurds from Assad and the Syrian army and everything, but you, you can't argue that uh, Iran uh, pressing their interest with their ally Syria is somehow like that's not allowed. Like that's, I mean, that's they. He even said, you know, several times, like, look, we're not Americans. We don't turn our backs on our allies. Like you got to, you got to respect that. <laughs> oh, there's yeah. some, there's some great quotes, by the way, from the Iranians in in the in the wake of all this shit. Like, oh, did, did you see that quote about? Um, uh, there's this Daily Mail headline. Uh, are we supposed to take out Spider-Man and SpongeBob? Iranian cleric mocks U.S. and says, Tehran can't strike back at targets of Soleimani's stature because America only has fictional heroes. Well, <laughs> yeah. Did you guys see the tweet um, about how the only uh, like cultural sites that we have is, uh, well, people are posting memes in McDonald's, but <laughs> also somebody wrote, um, all your slave-owning founding fathers. <laughs> <laughs> no they look all all credit to them they may be theocrats like i may not agree with them on anything they know how to fucking throw shade at us they do it effectively <laughs> like, well yeah. and, and here's the thing you we're know, very we're, easy targets iran's been a, a country for a long fucking time for millennia right and and they have a, a rich history that you know not even most people in Europe have that goes back that far. Yeah. Uh, one, of, one of the, my favorite people that has been talking a lot is their uh, foreign minister, uh, uh, Javad Zarif, uh, had a great oh, yeah, response to, to Trump saying that he was going to bomb 52 <laughs> of their cultural sites. He said, yeah. uh, a reminder to those hallucinating about uh, emulating ISIS war crimes by targeting our cultural heritage through millennia of history. Barbarians have come and ravaged our cities raised our monuments, and burnt our libraries. Where are they now? We're still here, and we're still standing tall. Just, I was like, it's fuck, a very dude. good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you like, just go, come and try and erase our fucking cultural heritage. It's not going to happen. We're fucking Persia. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so, <clears throat> and, and by the way, just totally off topic, as you mentioned, Canada, there must be so many fucking Canadian pennies in Michigan. <laughs> Like we get a couple in New York, that must be just like an endemic. Like if, if you're like at a cash register. Oh yeah, I, th- I think they have to program vending machines to accept them in Michigan because otherwise they just like vending machines wouldn't make any money. Like you'd just be like, oh no, nope, sorry, not buying that Hostess fucking whatever the fuck dairy thing. <laughs> um, yeah, no, for sure. <clears throat> Uh, all right, so uh, wait, aren't like Twinkies vegan or like one of those things are vegan, even though they're like disgusting? Oh, you know, I I think there's probably actually a lot of them because it's all just sugar and cornstarch. Um, yeah. And now that you remind me of that, I, I used to work in a corporate office where, uh, it, like, I I went 
vegan while I worked there, so I was more acutely aware of what things were and weren't at the time. So I delighted in walking around the cubicles and, and being like, oh, hey, uh, I like those uh, vegan pretzels you got there. And they're like, what? These are vegan? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what did you think pretzels were made out of? And they'd be like, oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so it, was, it, it was great. To get, like, nowadays, people wouldn't do that, but 10 <clears> years <throat> ago, people would, they'd hear that and just freak out reflexively. And it's like, what? There's no dairy in this ho-ho? Uh, like, <laughs> like, do you think they could they could put it in a plastic bag and put it in a box that's unrefrigerated for like ten years? Yeah, for, for, for ten years, it yeah, wouldn't like go bad if years. it had dairy in it. Like that's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah. So, uh, July nineteenth, Iranian naval authorities capture a, Br- a British flagged oil tanker in the Strait of Hormuz, warning that it had violated maritime law. Uh, the move, move comes uh, after officials in the British overseas territory of Gibraltar seized an Iranian super tanker they said was suspected of transporting oil to Syria. So this was a retaliation for them seizing the Iranian oil tanker, um, uh, a violation of the European Union sanctions. Both ships are released months later. So, I, you know, the framing, again, is like, oh, well, Iran seized an oil tanker, but it was in response to their oil tanker being seized. So it's like, again, just like people are always instigating with them first. They're never the aggr- they're never the aggressors in any of these conflicts it seems like, you know, including all of our Yeah, conflicts, and, and the US seizes ships all the time. If you want to, you know, uh, commandeer a ship and inspect it for whatever reason and it's in your territorial waters, you have every right to. We do that. We we stop ships. That's how we, you know, you, you hear about the the coast guard uh, finding like 20 tons of heroin in some ship. It's cuz they fucking it's because they they basically stole the ship from the captain and said we're going to check every single box in here and look for whatever we want to. So this is not like it's you know kidnapping or extortion. It's not like Somali pirates are just you know hey I'm the captain now. Like you know it, it this is a normal maritime thing that happens. Now it may be for more geopolitical reasons in this case because this is such a you know more highly uh, sought after commodity oil right. Mm-hmm. And it's funding wards and everything, but still, they they, they they constantly trying to make it sound as though Iran's doing something that nobody else does. You know, uh, real quick example uh, article on NBCnews.com. Uh, NBC It's just one sentence. Um, article by Courtney Kube and uh, Doha Madani, both talking heads on on the news. Uh, Soleimani was one of the most influential figures in the Middle East having developed a network of powerful militia groups whose clandestine reach stretched into Iraq, Syria, and beyond. Like, ooh, where else could it reach? We don't know. It's a mystery, <laughs> but it could be anywhere. Is it in Michigan? Is it in, your, is it in yeah. Iowa? Is it in your backyard? Is it in your daughter's bedroom? <laughs> you know what another way of saying clandestine militia group network is? Uh, I made some fucking allies along the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not a big fucking deal. God, it's just so ridiculous. Um, all right, so uh, August 21st, uh, an American military drone is shot down in Yemen, uh, according to U.S. officials and Yemeni rebels. <clears throat> a military spokesman for the Iraq-aligned rebels, known as the Houthis, claimed they're... And by the way, that's a supposition. Both Iraq... Uh, 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 I'm sorry, I misspoke. A mil- the way this is phrased in the Washington Post article is, a military spokesman for the Iran-aligned rebels, known as the Houthis, Claim they are responsible for bringing down the MK9 Reaper drone. Um, both Iran and the Houthis deny that they're aligned with each other. So, you know, this is just, 
supposition that's the that's the line that's the dod you know state department line is that they're funding this group uh of rebels but they both deny it um and you know regardless whether they fund them or not that doesn't mean that they're right uh unilaterally acting and directing them so if they brought down a drone that doesn't mean iran had anything to do with it uh if anything so that, that's like saying that you know as as the spokesman for the uh communist dolphin brigade that you claim that you never <laughs> had anything to do with those <laughs> missiles but we have it a high authority you're clearly a communist dolphin trainer yeah <laughs> and by the way the group there are groups that we did fund like the mujahideen uh who i'm sure we wouldn't want to be you know uh lumped alongside of for all of the actions they committed you know following our our alignment with them you know obviously later on they go, went on to become al-qaeda and fucking attack us on 9-11 with the help of the saudis by the way um it, it but so this idea that like even if a group is either allied or funded by any group that everything that that group does is a direct order from the other group is, is preposterous. But again, there's no actual tangible evidence that either of those two, that, that the two groups are linked. So that's just, you know, CIA propaganda by the Washington post, but whatever. Um, but that of course, further inflamed tensions and the Trump administration used that to say, Hey, look, this was Iran, you know, um, directed the Houthis to shoot down one of our drones for no apparent reason. Um, <clears throat> September 14th, two oil facilities in Saudi Arabia are targeted with, uh, in a drone and cruise missile attack, which the Yemeni rebels claim credit for. Defense Secretary Mark T. Esper claims Iran was involved, uh, which the country denies, and that it is clear the weapons used in the attack were, quote, Iranian produced and were not launched from Yemen. Even though the Yemeni rebels took credit for this attack. Uh, six I mean, days that, after the attack, Trump approves the deployment of additional U.S. troops and air defense assets to Saudi Arabia yeah. to protect Saudi oil fields. That, that one I'm pretty sure was Iran, though, because those were cruise missiles. And I'm pretty sure that uh, uh, Houthi rebels don't have cruise missiles. Uh, just way more accurate. Uh, like you, you basically have a like from start to finish guidance system. It's not like a... a ballistic arc where you just kind of fire it up in the air and hope it lands where you want. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like way more sophisticated than, than they would have. So in that case, I could see how that could be definitely uh, sure. something no, that, that I ran help with. But keep in mind, uh, you know, regardless of who did it, they were targeting uh, oil infrastructure in response to Saudi Arabia committing genocide in Yemen. Mm -hmm. right. So you, you, yeah. you, it's like, it's not like they were targeting, uh, you know, civilians, with cruise missiles. No, they only were, we do that. <laughs> only we do that. And apparently <laughs> and Saudi, Saudi Arabia, Arabia and, and Israel. Yeah, and all of our allies. Um, yeah. Uh, December 27th, uh, so, you know, a couple weeks ago, a barrage of missile fire hits uh, the joint U.S.-Iraqi K-1 uh, base near Kirkut, killing a U.S. defense contractor and wounding three American soldiers and two Iraqi federal police officers. Now... This is some bullshit because they still have not released the name of the supposed defense contractor that was killed. Number one. Number two, I don't really give a fuck that a defense contractor was killed. We shouldn't have any defense contractors over in there, there in the first place. Agreed. They're 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 private fucking mercenaries, and if they're they probably, die, I probably can give fucking Blackwater shit. mercenary got killed. Yeah, right? yeah. No, they're 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 back to Blackwater. I think they they were Z yeah. for a while. I think they're back to Blackwater. Um, and Eric Prince is. You know, buddy, buddy with Trump. So I'm sure that he's got people over there, you know, clandestinely that we don't know about. Um, 
but but the fact that they haven't released the name of the defense contractor makes me look at this and say, yeah, no, th- this didn't actually happen. They they like there's they really and number one, they released no evidence whatsoever that even if there was a missile uh, strike uh, at this base that it had, that it was Iran. There's tons of rebel groups in the area that it could have been you know attributed to. They've released no evidence or intel whatsoever to do to prove anything even happened and if anything did happen that it was iran yet this was the basis for their uh next action which happened two days later december 29th u.s blames the attack that killed the defense contractor on kataib hezbollah an iranian-backed militia and responds with airstrikes that kill 25 militia fighters so in response to maybe being responsible for killing one fucking private mercenary the U.S. decides to bomb uh, a uh, Iranian uh, Shia militia, which is, of course, you know, the group that we've been fucking allied with to fight Al Qaeda, the, the Sunni fundamentalists in Al Qaeda. We've been fighting alongside these Shia militias. So in response to this maybe didn't even happen attack, they decide to bomb these people and, you know, for no fucking reason and kill 25 uh, Shia militia fighters. So that that was really the moment where everything fucking kicked off. That was like the powder keg moment in, in Iran and Iraq. Um, so, you know, and we'll, we'll go on to what happens after that, but I think that's a <laughs> significant stretch of, of two things. So, I mean, this, this defense contractor thing, again, I just, I don't fucking buy it. Like they, they there's no way they don't plaster this guy's face all over cable news. If they have a, you know, an actual person that they could pin this to unless he's somebody that shouldn't be there in the first place. And that, that they could tie back to right. some right. group, or, or that, somebody know. who's previously uh, committed mass murder and then gotten pardoned for it. And now is back in the field. Yeah. Right. It'd be great if it was Eddie Gallagher. Like that was like several that's people to right. choose from actually, since he's, uh, you know, basically <laughs> pardoned several war criminals. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Um, so, you know, I, yeah, I don't buy it, but, the fact that they're not saying something about it means that if, if it was somebody, they, you know, they shouldn't have been there in the first place. Um, December 31st. Um, support, so this is following this airstrike that killed 25 Shia militia fighters um, needlessly. Uh, so December 31st, two days later, supporters of Kateb Hezbollah stormed the entrances of the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad, chanting death to America. The demonstrators smashed their way into one of the reception areas and set it on fire. So this is the embassy, you know, protest riot that that you know everyone shit their pants about. Um, but like again, we we fucking needlessly attacked and killed twenty five of 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 their you know the, this this group's fighters. Uh, this group that we've basically you know been allied with in in the, in the area to fight off ISIS, um, and it's just like. It, that was like the final straw. It was like enough is enough. Get the fuck out of our country. Get the fuck out of well, this region. E- even that framing is is doing a disservice to the people of Iraq, right? Where you know it's it's like we accept that every person that's uh, disenchanted with being occupied and living in a war zone in Baghdad for twenty years somehow has to be affiliated with some group. That's the same thing that police do in this country with black people. Where throughout the eighties and nineties and the whole get tough on crime and and. Uh, warrantless wiretapping and, and stop and frisk. Anytime they observed anybody, whether they were in a gang or not, speaking to somebody they knew was in a gang, they went on a list as being gang affiliated. 
Right. Yeah, that's true. We don't even know for a fact that these people were even so, part of this rebel. Like, so who knows? There's, there's like, a mass the demonstration with thousands of people in the street, and people start burning down the gate. And every person who was like, hell yeah, I'm going to fucking kick that gate down and throw some tires on that fire, suddenly is now part of a... You know, oh, Iranian. Oh, no, would it, no for, that's just fucking for, ridiculous. No, for sure there were there were tons of Iraqi citizens who were just who joined the protest because they were like, yeah, get the fuck out of our country. This right. is you just can't stop fucking so, ruining things in this area. You know, it, it's just it's it's the same mindset though with the the CIA and law enforcement that anyone who doesn't want you there must somehow have been manipulated into thinking that uh, or manipulated to being a criminal by a larger criminal element. They couldn't yeah. possibly have just been... And they're not dumb enough with... to even think that. They just know that that's a great no, framing course. for, for our, you know, Fox News fucking riddled brain. Not ours, well, but like our country's Fox News actually, riddled but, brains. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, for, for sure. So Did you see some of the protesters um, that were at Soleimani's um, funeral and after? Um well, not protesters, but they were there, like, but they protested the U.S. And uh, they were basically making fun of our media. <laughs> oh, I, did, I, saw, I saw one really funny clip where the, the guy's like, we're not really here. We're Photoshopped. Yeah, we're there's Photoshopped. Like, that guy behind me <laughs> is from 1979. <laughs> <laughs> no, the shade, the, the Iranian shade is pretty, is pretty excellent. Yeah. Like, I got I to gotta give them credit. They're... Uh, <laughs> They find humor in well, this, uh, and, and that's that's the the saddest thing of all is the people of Iran are like probably the the most pro Western, pro uh, you know not imperialist but pro uh, culturally <laughs> secular yeah, group of people yeah, yeah. in the entire Middle East, and you know, okay, and of course we don't support them at all if they do try to have any kind of protest or uprising. It's just oh well. Are they going to actually do regime change? No, they're working for a, a pro democracy movement. Well, fuck them. That's we don't care about that. Right. Yeah. No. Of course, can't have that. Um, democracy is messy. They might not want to keep giving their oil away at fucking you know bargain basement prices anymore. They might decide to uh, give their oil back to the people uh, of that country. We can't fucking have. Or that. they might use their democracy to vote all of our troops out. Like, no, 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 no. That's not the kind of democracy we meant, Iraq. So you can just put yeah, that which is hilarious because because you know the Iraqi parliament was like, which which is again our puppet government basically that we installed in Iraq. Even they were just like, get the fuck out! Like you've done so much more damage than we could have even imagined. Just get mm. out, please. Leave us alone. You're making things a thousand nope, times nope, worse. No, nope. no, that's that that that's Russian Iranian influence. We can't. That that's not true democracy. <laughs> <laughs> Like we want democracy, but not like that. <laughs> but by the way, but Joe Biden thinks Iran's parliament voted to kick us out of the region. Uh, he, he said repeatedly that Iran's parliament is the parliament that voted to kick us out of the region this week. Um, so you know, we'll go with that. <laughs> smooth, smooth brain. Maybe Joe. you should just, listen just and keep, get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever it takes, Joe. Um, yeah. So um, January third, um, U.S. drone strike in Baghdad. Kills Qasem Soleimani, a powerful Iranian commander with close, uh, close links to a network of armed groups backed by uh, Iran across the Middle East. General Soleimani was acti uh, actively, and this is a quote, General Soleimani was actively developing plans to attack American diplomats and service members in Iraq and throughout the region, Esper says in a statement, who's our acting Secretary of Defense. This strike was aimed at deterring future Iranian attack plans. Uh, but U.S. officials uh, give differing and incomplete amount, uh, accounts of the intelligence they say prompted Trump to act. Now, we've already learned that this is a fucking flagrant, flat-out lie. Um, 
Soleimani was actually in Iraq on a peace mission delivering correspondence between Saudi Arabia and Iran to defuse tensions between the two groups. And we knew this, which is why we knew he was going to be there, which is why Donald Trump was presented with a list of options on how to deal with him, the most extreme being assassinate him, which apparently his staffers put there as like the extreme option, thinking that it would make the other options more palatable. And of course, he's a fucking... uh, moron and has no idea what he's doing so he's like oh yeah yeah let's kill him like that i don't like him you know he, he fucking made fun of me on instagram uh, yeah. let's, let's get rid of <laughs> um which is true by the way that yeah. <laughs> part yeah. of the reason he actually doesn't like him and people theorize that he may have had him killed is because he shaded trump on instagram um because he was apparently pretty social media savvy he can take a number who the fuck hasn't yeah i know right um so, yeah, so, you know, just completely, and again, uh, fucking morons who, who prepare his briefings uh, apparently just don't think that he's going to do the stupidest thing imaginable, so they give him this as an option, like, and, and he decides to go with it. So they were stunned, and but carried it out, uh, and now the fucking Middle East is on fire. So, you know, that's, that's uh, what happened in that situation. But this whole, like, it, this is so much lazier than Iraq even was like with Iraq, they had to manufacture all this shit and they had Colin Powell there with the fucking yellow cake uranium and a little crack vial and they had aluminum tubes and they had fucking, you know, there, there may be weapons of mass destruction, North, South, East or West of, of Baghdad or like, it just, there, there's no effort put forth into this lie. Like, it's like, yeah, right. we know you're not going to believe it. So fuck it. Just it, it's some, he was doing something bad. He, he was rolling with some bad dudes. He was, he was rolling with corn pop in the fucking, you know, <laughs> in the desert and they're playing some bad shit. So did, did you read, uh, or did you hear Mitt Romney's <clears throat> quote? No, no. Mitt Romney, who's supposed to be like the, the champion of liberals who they would nominate as their you know, as democratic president. nominee if they could. Oh yeah. Joe Biden's VP. Uh, yeah. Um, Mitt Romney, who, who's actually like the same age as Joe Biden, which I don't know. We're, we're close to it. Which I don't know how that escaped. He's just, you know, better hair apparently. No, he's uh, good, good and, jeans. And, and magic underpants. Magic underwear. Um, really? Yeah. So this is, you know, the, for, for his, you know, occasionally mild criticism of Trump, he, you know, Democrats just want to flate uh, Mitt Romney. Here's what Mitt had to say uh, about Donald Trump. He did a very nice job with his address, his his follow-up address to, uh, you know, what happened the other oh, day. Oh, God. Uh, quote, I'm aware that the action in killing Soleimani, who is a very bad person and deserved to die, that there's an upside from that act and a downside. <laughs> She's like he's talking like a like a like a third grader who was a very bad person and deserved to die. Guess who he's speaking to? Trump's base. Yep. yep. He's, he's speaking to Mormons right there. Yeah. <laughs> and, so and evangelicals. That it's just you know it's, it's fucking. It doesn't matter. You know that if you if you're just a bad person, we can extrajudiciously assassinate you. That's not how anything works. No, it's, right. it's fucking illegal under and international law and, where, and American law. Where did that start in earnest? Who normalized having a kill list that Barack we could just Obama. Barack Obama? Like even even Bush didn't. Bush was like, we got to go to the lawyers and figure out who we can you know get on the th- the thing. And yeah. I was just like, oh, I'll just pick names, and they're there. And uh, even if they're American citizens, uh, we, we took, killed some folks. <laughs> yeah, torches yeah. some folks, killed some folks. Um, so you know there were lots of responses in the wake of in the wake of this assassination. Um, you know, 
to a person, every single one of the Democrats had to start their statement with, well, of course, uh, Qasem Soleimani is a brutal terror, a brutal terrorist or a brutal person. And, you know, uh, basically reinforcing the CIA talking points about Soleimani, uh, referring to him as a terrorist or referring to him as, you know, a bad person, like all these things, um, and then well, said, we've known you know, about him with for that so long. He's, he's been he's been a part of the American consciousness for so long. How could we even deny? The, <laughs> of course, the it's just constantly right. That, that we learned about him literally five minutes ago. As I look at my my wristwatch on uh, MSNBC, we've known him all this time. Yeah, no, for for years it's been Bin Laden, uh, Saddam, Soleimani. Those are those are the those are the that's the axis of evil. That's the. Troika of Terror, as John Bolton said. As long as I've known the name Kaiser Soze, I've known the name of that um, uh, the the guy from Iran that we just learned about uh, at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, but to a person, they all had shitty, terrible responses to to the situation, and the only candidate who didn't reinforce the talking points about Soleimani and actually addressed the. Um, horrific and illegal actions by the president was Bernie Sanders. You know, Bernie Sanders was the person, of course, to call it an assassination, which, which people were like, how could you call it an assassination? Because that's literally what it is. It's a fucking assassination. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> um, it's an extrajudicial killing of a sovereign country's second in command. Like, he was a general, but, like, the, they're a very, you know, paramilitaristic uh, country. They're, they, they're, governmental structure is not really one-to-one with the U.S.'s uh, system. Like, they're... Uh, he was considered more powerful than, like, their president, like, by, by all media accounts. Like, he was basically, you know, not... I wouldn't call him the vice president uh, under... Um, um, what's his face? Uh, Ro- Rouhani. But he certainly, like had a direct line to Rouhani, it would be, you know, the equivalent of killing like a major figure in the Trump administration, um, more so than killing, you know, like, like a David Petraeus. But again, that even that would inflame the U S into invading and bombing the shit out of any country that, you know, dared to do something like that. Um, but, but the thing that people, uh, you know, the other thing is that he was apparently beloved in his country because he is, you know, uh, a large reason why Iran was able to, to completely eviscerate ISIS, you know, like they they credit him with really leading the charge against ISIS. He, they call him like the butcher of ISIS. Like he's a very respected and well-known figure in Iranian military circles for that reason. So he was kind of this revered figure. Um, so it's, it's like the stupidest person we could have killed. Like it was the stupidest thing we could have done is to kill someone like that, because you're going to mobilize people who, uh, you know, maybe we're agnostic to the U.S., you know, uh, presence in the Middle East or or weren't, you know, angry enough to do something about it. And you're going to now incite them to join up with these rep with 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 militias uh, and these rebel groups who are now completely unchained and have no, uh, you know, top down leadership because he was really keeping all these different rebel right. groups in check. <clears throat> Well, we've and already seen f- that because there was, um, you know, after the, the Iranian strike on the couple of U.S. bases in Iraq, there was another uh, inside the green zone missile strike, a rocket, small rocket uh, fire that landed inside the green zone in Baghdad. And people were like, oh, Iran's doing it. It's like, yeah, Iran doesn't fuck around with small rocket fire. 
But everyone's like, oh, but all their all militias are now unchained. It's like, well, I guess you should have thought of that before you killed <laughs> yeah. the guy that was in fucking control of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, for sure. So, I mean, that that's, and again, this is why, you know, and, and uh, you know, obviously people are saying like, well, you know, um, uh, the situation now is, 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 uh, the tensions are reduced because, you know, Iran obviously. So that's basically the end of the timeline up to that moment. And then Iran in retaliation bombed, um, a, a U.S. base, which we'll talk about, but everyone's now saying like, oh, well, the tensions are reduced. That was their way to give Trump an off ramp to give him a way out of this to save face. Um, but number one, that's, that's not going to happen. Like these, these groups, whether, you know, whether that was Iranian, the Iranian government's final say on the matter in hopes of not further escalating, whether that's their final say or not, it probably was, uh, these groups have no fucking obligation to, to hold to that. And they're fucking furious that, that we killed, you know, their leader, essentially, uh, they're not going to stop, and they could very easily take out a fucking barrack of U.S. troops, which would, of course, inflame all the fucking chuds in this country into uh, demanding a full-blown ground war in Iran. So, like, we're not at all out of the woods, and we've, you know, turned that situation into a fucking powder keg for a decade. Like, there's no way we get out of this without further inflaming tensions with I, them. I really think the neocons have always had this this fantasy of, you know, like the the action movie or the fantasy movie or even some sci-fi movie where, you know, there's like an army of zombies or an army of vampires or an army of cyborgs. And, you know, you're, they're about to, the heroes are about to be killed by like thousands of them. All they have to do is kill like the leader. And then all the underlings just drop dead suddenly, you know, like, Oh, we killed the, the one that can, that turned them all into vampires. So now all the vampires they turned into them are dead or all the zombies or all the, are you telling me Soleimani was not the Night King, and that by stabbing him, we don't? We <laughs> I all, just the I rest of the Iranians people, don't turn into glass and fall to the you ground. You know, it, it's like there's a few of them that probably understand, like from a lifetime of actual service, that if you do something this fucking stupid, it's going to hurt you a million times over. And other ones are just like, no, let's do it and see what happens, just so we can fucking press G12 and launch whatever that fucking fires over there and see who it takes out. Like yeah. just you know, J- James, you br- bring up G thirteen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to quote Bill Hicks. Yeah, um, yeah. No, a hundred percent. So uh, you know, so then of course, you know, Iran retaliated to the uh, Soleimani uh, assassination attempt or assassination uh, by firing missiles onto a U.S. airbase. Uh, now it didn't kill any or kill or wound any american soldiers apparently iraq was tipped off to this beforehand which was uh, amounts to tipping america off you know um so their intent wasn't to kill anyone but i think their intent was certainly to number one they had to respond because the 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 protests in in the streets of iran you know i everyone saw that footage from Soleimani's funeral there had to have been a million plus people in the streets of iran like it was one of the biggest fucking crowds i've ever seen right. in my entire life just marching with his his casket um so it was like if they didn't do something well, they would have lost so many control people of the country there, there was a stampede and 50 people got trampled to death so oh jesus right. i didn't hear about that but that's yeah, yeah that it was more than sense. a million it was more than a million but <laughs> it was everyone uh, in the country almost i mean it was the yeah but probably everyone in tehran yeah for sure 
Um, so like to not respond to that, they would have stormed the gates of, of fucking power and like seized the, like that would have actually fomented a, a, a fucking uh, regime change if they didn't respond in some way to that. Like uh, that just was not an acceptable answer. So Iran, again, you know, not that they're good guys, but they were not as irrational as we are. And they were like, well, you know, the rational thing to do here is to, you know, launch a missile strike, but make sure we tell them so that we don't actually kill an American soldier, which would thereby necessitate America to, to fucking attack us. Like, so I wondered about that, um, you know, cause this was two different air bases, um, you know, the biggest one, uh, and then a smaller one, the bigger one was, was closer to Iran. The smaller <clears throat> one was further away. Um, but they were both very remote, right? Yeah. So that would pretty much guarantee if they didn't want to kill anyone, they could just land those missiles within a few thousand yards or meters, uh, as they say over there, uh, from from the gates of this airfield. And that would be close enough. They consider that to be uh, like a legitimate attack, right? Sure. And it wasn't until the next day and they showed satellite images of where these these ballistic uh, short-range missiles had actually <coughs> hit that I was like, oh, no, this was... Well, they hit buildings, yeah. They, they, this was this was inside the perimeter of this thing. They hit, and, and you look at what they hit. It wasn't just like, oh, here's a pockmark here and a pockmark there. Everything they hit was directly in a cluster of buildings or vehicles or helicopters. It was yeah. like, these were... I, I couldn't even, I had a hard time believing these were ballistic missiles and not uh, cruise missiles because they were so perfectly landed from so far away you know ballistic missile only has a guidance system that takes it up to like the top of its parabolic arc and then it just lets gravity pull it all the way down so with wind or just the distance there's a good chance it could go way off target in which case there's very easily could have hit barracks or you know and this they, they probably if they were warned they were in underground bunkers they were safe but uh from you the look at the satellite imagery i was like they I ran <clears throat> played this way riskier than than we were led to believe and i think that that was the real message to, to America, was that we have missiles that are way more sophisticated than you thought we did. Yeah. If you want to play this game, we can play this game, basically, is like the <laughs> right. message. Like, yeah. And I think a lot of people in, in the U.S. military circuit are, they've been downplaying the fact that they have been sort of like, holy shit, because they want the American public to think Iran is a threat, but they want everyone to think that Iran's crazy and that we can take them out if we really wanted to. And they saw something in this attack. Something was shown to them that they were not ready for, that they were not suspecting. And there's a couple little little tells that I've seen that show this. Uh, the, the National Institute is just like a right-wing think tank, and they write just the, the most horrifying Tom Clancy jerk-off porn, you know, fan fiction. Yeah. Uh, this is just the headline of one article. Uh, here by a guy uh, named Michael Peck. So already you fucking hate him. Um, <laughs> this is just the title and the byline of his article. Uh, clearly has fucking penis envy from what Iran did. Uh, here, the, the title, Why Iran's cruise missiles aren't better than America's. Tehran likes to talk <laughs> a big game. But the, yeah. And then this is literally the, a grown man oh, is, is so like... Sad. 
you know, wishes he could get his an erection right now for America's missiles, but he can't. So he has to write an angry article. Why Iran's cruise missiles aren't better than America's. And of course, the, the, the background image was like a giant missile being launched out of a, a, a like a U.S. Navy carrier just to prove how our dicks are bigger. Yeah. Uh, and then if you read the actual article, it goes on to basically say, well, we don't really know what missiles they launched and there is a chance they're better. But if they are, Russia must have helped. So they even admit they might have a better missile capability than we do in the article where they try to make the argument uh, that Michael Peck makes the argument that they couldn't possibly, he has to finally admit that there's a chance they could. Yeah. Which is, of course... So just in case, they should totally go after uh, Russia and Iran, you know, just to test them. Right, right. right. And and it's just such an America-centric, racist, like, white nationalist kind of, like, mindset to even think that. It's like, well, clearly they're brown, so their intelligence is, is inferior, and there's no way they could have developed... A better cruise missile system than our than our amazing you know right. military contract. Well, and, and they also had to admit that too that their most of their ballistic missiles uh, are just copies of old Soviet uh, missiles from the seventies, but their their cruise missiles that that Iran has now are ones they've developed and manufactured completely <laughs> on their own. So there, <laughs> there was like no way they could sugarcoat that as just saying they borrowed the technology from from the Soviets. So fucking hilarious. So. You know, this was all going on, and we were fucking terrified. I think ever I speak for most of us when we say we, you know, that the ramifications of what could have happened from this were not lost on us. Um, you know, I think we were all kind of uh, worried that we were basically seeing, witnessing the start of a war that could lead to World War Three, uh, if not, you know, just a horrific, violent, d- devastating war in Iran that would make Iraq look like. Grenada, like you know, it would just it would it would it, it's unfathomable to think about getting getting into a ground war with Iran. So, you know, everyone was really solemn that night. Uh, Bernie had a rally that night, and he made an awesome fucking statement. Of course, as usual, you know, really uh, angry and solemn and 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 concerned with the situation. Um, Liz Warren had a rally that night too, though, and and she had a little bit different uh, vibe. Uh, than Ber- she had a little bit of a different vibe than Bernie did that night, and this is this, this is the energy she was bringing to her rally um, in Brooklyn uh, that night. So you know, uh, just, just try to imagine this is this is after the uh, Iranian missiles had fallen, and you know we're all fucking terrified for our lives. And this is this, and this is I think probably right around the time the Iranian passenger liner went down, which we'll talk about also. So this is what she was doing. What is what the fuck? Well, and then, so irritating. I can't. Oh God. And then she started dancing, and oh, yeah, there's no there's no real audio for that because somebody you can't see it. it's so bad. 
it's it's like Elaine from Seinfeld dancing. Yeah. It's so terrible. And somebody had like a like did a zoom in on Julian Castro's face while she's dancing, <laughs> and his expression just looks like he's just gets more Ben Affleck on the Batman v Superman press tour. And like 100%. It, it, it was like he was thinking just like I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> I mean, first of all, and, and you said this the other day. Like, look, I, uh, how do you? Somebody was talking about her her thing where she was like, you know. Break up with that person that ghosted on you. Come and join the. And it's like, how do you oh, break God. up with someone that ghosted on you? Wait, yeah. I have that. I have that tweet also because that you, was the. Yeah, she tweets out, uh, "You deserve better. Dump the guy who ghosted you. Convince the roommate to let you adopt a dog, and I'll take care of canceling your student debt." Which she won't fucking yeah. do. But so, somebody on on a Facebook group asked, "Well, how do you dump someone that ghosted you?" And I said, "The same way that you have a staffer take a picture of you and call it a selfie. Right. <laughs> the same way that you say you're canceling student debt, even though your plan still leaves hundreds of thousands of dollars in student debt per person uh, intact." Well, it's <laughs> by a lottery negotiating system. With it's, the a, it's a means tested lottery system where a lucky fifty percent of students get their their debt canceled. Or or all of them get half their debt canceled. We haven't quite figured that one out yet. We're gonna right. we're gonna. Um, you know, um, well, I think it caps out at fifty thousand, and there there are hundreds and thousands of people in this country with hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, uh, right. in student loan debt, which is barely gonna take a, a, a dent out of that. Like right. so, it's 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 again, it's just fucking nothing compared to Bernie's plan, which is just to cancel all student debt because his plan. Unlike her plan says, you know, student debt is inherently wrong. I don't believe this should exist. We don't, I don't believe that college should be something that you have to pay for. It's a public good the same way that we consider public schools, K through 12, a public good. And I'm just going to fucking get rid of it. And then I'm going to make college free and you'll never have to worry about this bullshit again. Right. Completely different approach. So, you know. Yeah, that I, entire tweet sucked. I also <laughs> took issue with her telling, like saying to convince the roommate to like let you adopt a dog. Like your roommate doesn't make those decisions. Your fucking landlord does. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> it was just such a. It, it had very much like uh, tell me how how your student loans make you feel in three emojis. You know, right? Like, type energy. Such like, a it was joke. Very, you know, Pokemon. Because they, they the focus group energy. that you know what do Warren supporters worry about? Not being able to have a dog. You know, got everything else taken care of, and roommate doesn't want to have a dog, and that's you know. This this is some <laughs> this is some subtle psyop to be like, hey, you know what? Bernie doesn't have a dog, and I have this big, uh, big beautiful golden retriever, and Bernie doesn't have a dog. What the fuck is wrong with him? To which right. I say, Bernie, get a fucking dog. Like you, you'd be a great dog owner. Like I don't, I don't even have a lot of time, but like, <laughs> look, I love dogs. Just you know, they're not for me. You pet them; they're oily, they're messy. You know. They're, it's great when there's somebody else's, but I just am not. I just not imagine Larry David, Bernie guy. Sanders, like you know, oh, petting a dog yeah. and then immediately going to wash his hands and then petting a dog. And then <laughs> oh, you've se- you've seen Kruger uh, enthusiasm. You know what would happen? It'd be like Bernie Sanders got a racist dog. <laughs> you know that's what they would say. Yep, yep, yeah, Probably. no, but but look, Bernie, if you win. And you're in the White House. Just get a dog. You know, you'll, 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 <laughs> the staff can watch it. You can play with it. it it's it, it's good for your soul. It's for the best. Just yeah. Do no, it. for sure. Um, Does Nina have a dog? I feel like she I feel must. Like she must have a dog. She must have like a little like you know. I'm sure a lot of Bernie pug or something. surrogates have a yeah yeah no, for sure. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, so this is that's what. And again, it's like uh, you know, all joking aside, she's just the. And even if you agreed with her policies, which I don't know how you could agree with her policies over Bernie, but even if you did, she's just the total fucking wrong candidate for the for the American sentiment right now. Like, 
who the fuck is bringing that kind of energy to their daily life? Like, people are furious, and they have a right to be furious, because this country is fucked. This country has been fucked for decades, but, you know, this country is exponentially more fucked than it's been even in the past, you know, 10 years. So to bring this kind of like, oh, shucks, uh, let's take selfies and kind of energy, especially on a night where we're on the brink of World War Three, as far as any of us knew, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, like, I'm sure her people were like, hey, don't be don't be angry. It's unlikable. Don't be like, you know, the focus again, the focus. What, what if they just didn't tell her? What if they didn't tell her about any of it? I mean, but it was happening like hours before that. Like, does I she would ima- strike you as somebody that that like looks things up on her cares own about what's in actually the news happening? and current yeah, events? No, you know, not. she's, she's no. briefed and no. Um, I'll tell you though. Speaking of anger, maybe that's who, why Castro was, was like, you know, looking off like kind of like pensive. <laughs> he's like, pensive. He's yeah, like this he actually like you know looked at Twitter trends. And was fairly like, oh shit. shit. Yeah, <laughs> should I t- should I tell Liz? Um, yeah, but I mean, th- I don't think anyone was more angry this week than uh, Hillary voters. Um, oh, it just just like their cognitive dissonance, uh, yesterday, the, the most disgusting thing I saw was uh, I voted for Hillary Clinton trending on Twitter, and it was all just people that were like, I voted for Hillary, a woman of honor and courage and peace, who if she was in president right now, we would not be in this, this place. We would not be on the brink of World War III with Iran. And I was just like, what do they think? They think that... The, the Hillary Clinton they voted for, they think is Jill Stein. They really fictional do. character. Total yeah. fictional character. The, the and Hillary I don't know Clinton what they, they think, think the real Jill Stein was. Maybe Karl Marx or, or one of his five daughters named Jenny. <laughs> Evil Russian. Uh, yeah. uh, but Putin's yeah. friend, yes. <laughs> Putin's friend, exactly. But I, I was just like, what what world do you live in that you think that, that Hillary Clinton would not be doing the exact same fucking thing, if not worse? Um, so... I have an audio clip here yeah. and, and just to give some context on it. Cause of course this was shared around a lot on right wing Twitter and they cut off the context and nobody can actually find the full clip, but, but the context doesn't really make it any better. Basically this interview was talking about, and this was her of course, fear mongering before the Iran deal. Um, and this is before the, but this is during the primaries with her and her and Obama. Like this is when she was trying 2008. To, yeah. 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 This is when she was trying to beat, beat Obama, but this was, when when uh, Netanyahu is like hardcore fear mongering about Iran trying to develop a nuclear weapon, even though they were not really even you're enriching uranium uh, significantly and they were just doing it for energy purposes. Um, it, but th- but this was the big fear mongering from and the red line and all the charts and shit with with uh, Netanyahu. So she was saying, like, look, well, you know what? If Iran does get a nuclear weapon and they attack Israel, uh, that was that was what she says before I play this before what she says in this clip. But listen to the just the bloodthirsty nature of her of her stance on Iran and her posturing and, and see if this is somebody who you think would de-escalate tensions with Iran. And I want the Iranians to know that if I'm the president, we will attack Iran. And I want them to understand that because it does mean that they have to look very carefully uh, at uh, their society. Because whatever stage of development they might be in their nuclear weapons program in the next 10 years, during which they might foolishly consider launching an attack on Israel, we would be able to totally obliterate them. And I want you. So, yeah, she's, she's a fucking psycho. Um, talks about totally obliterating them, just real. She, and she knows they had no <clears throat> nuclear weapons program and no plan to. 
This, they had they had nuclear weapons inspectors from the UN in there. They they had no uh, no intention of that, and and they still don't. They still yep. have said like we're not we're not going to make a nuclear bomb. We're not going to stop making. Uh, you know, if you're sanctioning us, we're not going to stop investing in nuclear energy because you're basically telling us we can't make money from petroleum, which yeah. I, I don't support either one of those things. But you can't fault them for wanting to. It's the only thing they have, yeah, at their disposal, <laughs> right. essentially, because we've sanctioned them right. into oblivion. Their economy's in the fucking toilet because of our sanctions. And it's um, just this, this idea that they're somehow irrational and you can't make a deal with them. <laughs> you know, like, what if you just asked them nicely not to and got it in writing? Is that not a thing that she could fucking consider in her brain? No, of course not. Uh, you know, I, I know Obama did some some Iran saber rattling too when he was running for president. But you know, once he got in there, it was like, okay, well, let's let's you know, you you do diplomacy with your enemies so that you're not enemies anymore. Let's do more of that. Um, wish he would have taken his, that, that that same stance with with North Korea too. Uh, unfortunately, didn't. His, but yeah, his farm, the, yeah. No, the, just sure. the, sorry, just the notion that Hillary Clinton was somehow. Uh, a woman for peace is insulting Laughable. to anyone who has worked for peace. And I've marched in and bled in the streets for peace more times than I can count. Uh, you know, much to the dismay of, of, of Democrats that were like, oh, it's Obama, so why are you still protesting? You know, it, it, <laughs> they're like, gonna say much to the dismay of my mother. I thought that was gonna be like your no, <laughs> she's she's visiting right now, she's in the other room, and I, I don't know how. Thin the walls are, so I'm gonna uh, <laughs> refrain from comment. refrain on that. Yeah, um, but just yeah, I mean, the, 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 when when people like to say, "Oh, I would have voted for," or "I voted for Hillary because she was a woman of peace and conscious and courage and all this bullshit," that is so fundamentally offensive to me on a personal level uh, for what I know and and for the people I care about who have really worked for peace. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and again, Hillary was w- would have fucking escalated in Syria far f- worse than even Trump would. She wanted to fucking create a no-fly zone in Syria, right? Which and she absolutely would have done it much sooner. Yeah, yeah. Which, oh, she wanted she wanted soldiers on the ground in Syria, which we yeah. did eventually, um, and then you know, Kyle, there, that turned out for the Kurds. But uh, yeah, it, she she's never met a war she didn't want to escalate further than any other Democrat, much less a Republican. Yeah, so, yeah, it, preposterous, but these people live in a fucking fantasy world. The, the Hillary Clinton they support is not a real-life human. Uh, or, or, like you said, it is a real-life human. It's Jill Stein, or it's, you know, uh, yeah, a, a, other actual leftist uh, female politician. Um, yeah, so, you know, that same night that the Soleimani assassination, or that, excuse me, that the rocket strike happened in retaliation, a uh, Boeing 737 passenger plane crashed in Iran. Um, and again, it was very uh, suspicious timing, to say the least. Um, you know, the the immediate line on it was that it was mechanical failure. But now today, the U.S. is claiming that they have evidence that Iran actually mistakenly shot this jet down. So all of the U.S. or just a specific few people who I'm sure would put their name in the press to make that so, assertion. So like, yeah, you said us this tweet today. This was from Breaking 911 on Twitter, which is some, you know, reactionary breaking news bullshit site. Um, breaking. The, and again, this this wording is broke my fucking brain and see if you can decipher if anyone could decipher this breaking. The Boeing 737 passenger plane that crashed in Iran was shot down by Iranian missiles. Spy satellite evidence suggests U.S. officials say. 
<laughs> per CNBC. This is what they do, though. They just basically talk in circles. They put out some word salad, and then people are kind of left to decipher it. And most of the people that are going to read these sites to begin with already agree with them. So they're just waiting for confirmation. And that's kind of what it does. Yep. Yeah, and I, I watched a couple different videos, uh, and to the credit, CNN put them online saying, you know, we have not independently verified the authenticity <clears throat> of these videos, but yeah. you clearly see the light of a jet, at least about a mile or two off in distance, uh, low altitude, still climbing, and another light come towards it very rapidly and an in-air explosion, and then fire going down. And there's another video of something that where it's clearly on fire, not a missile, sure. and it hits the ground, and the whole thing blows up. So I, I don't doubt for a minute that something hit this jet. Some kind of, you know, either it hit a drone. Oh, someone shot it. it. Hit, a, hit a missile. Some, someone shot something at it. Now, the question is, who and why would Iran shoot down a, pa- there, one, a passenger plane containing Iranians that just left an Iranian airport? Hundreds. Hundreds right. of them. Um, Especially so after what they're going through right now in the U.S. looking for any kind of reason to stay in the region and be like, see, they're murderers. They murdered their own people, even though, you know, considering the fact that the U.S. is the only like group that's been out there that has actually shot down Iranian planes. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> U.S., of course, has no history whatsoever of shooting down Iranian Yeah, none at all. Jets. We should totally listen to whatever narrative they're spinning right now. Yeah. So just, you know. Don't trust it for a well, second. And, and and so two things on that, and to go back to and expound on a couple other points, uh, <clears throat> you know, it, it the the jealousy, the penis envy that all these right wingers uh, in the Pentagon and that write for, uh, you know, the National Institute have that Iran basically showed that it has this vastly superior missile capability, at least beyond what we thought they had. Yeah. Uh, of course, this now has to play in the narrative of like, oh, of course they're incompetent and also shot down one of their own uh, commercial jets. Like that that plays into that mentality of still thinking that we're somehow superior to them. But on the other hand, and this is sort of a, a macabre joke, but, you know, now uh, considering that, you know, the U.S. shot down uh, an Iranian commercial airliner in the 1980s that uh, supposedly on accident that killed 290 people. Um, now Iran is apparently, if we're led to believe what we're told by these unnamed officials, Iran is now on par with U.S. military via 1980s with our ability to, to accidentally shoot down commercial aircraft. <laughs> so, either way, it's just it's like, and honestly, there, there are so many people in the area, in the region, uh, you know, with, with short-range rockets like this. It could be fucking anyone. Yeah, you know, exactly. it would be so easy for and this was not this was not a ballistic missile this was not a cruise missile this was a surface to air missile completely different than anything else that was being fired at the time uh is fairly low tech compared to those other you know types of uh, yeah is it is it possible this was just iran on high alert and somehow was a, a tragic accident yeah do i believe unnamed u.s officials that they know for sure fuck no yeah i don't trust them you know, if if the NTSB, their Iranian uh, Air Accident Agency, determines that that's likely what happened, I would probably believe it. But unnamed people at the Pentagon, no, everything you everything they fucking say is a fucking lie. And right. I think Jules, you agree. Yeah, definitely. And I think the other thing too is the fact that you know it was released so soon. I made a point earlier online. Um, on Twitter, that TWA Flight 800, it took years for them to have any kind of official answer. And, you know, it's still disputed to this day. 
you know, and they had an answer like, you know, 20 minutes after it happened. I'm not buying it at all. Yep. You know, and Iran is trying to work with other countries. They've asked Canada, be like Canada, Ukraine, Iraq, and Iran all to be part of, you know, this investigation. So until that actually goes through, I don't think that they should be speculating. But there you go. And of course, you have the fucking idiots on cable news. I, I, you know, I was just when stuff like this happens, I watch a little cable news just to see how badly they're covering it. And you had fucking Aaron Burnett being like, well, and, you know, Iran still refuses to turn over the black boxes to the United States for further confirmation. Why I'm like, the why the they? fuck would they give us their blood? Yeah. The, preposterous. Absolutely so, preposterous. Here's, here's the thing. They initially said they were refusing to hand it over to Boeing. Right. Oh. And Boeing, of course, is notorious, now has uh, like half their fleet grounded for, for being so irreputable that you cannot fucking trust their airplanes. They're flying death, death traps. traps. Right. This, was, this wasn't a 737 MAX. It was a 737-800, which is like one series below it. Still a brand new plane. Um, you know, had been checked out just days ago, but I don't fucking trust Boeing. Oh, and wow. in, in light of current events, do I trust the NTSB? Not really. Right, yeah, and no, and they would only be involved if Boeing was in, involved, right? So they said, "Yeah, we're going to hand it over to the, the Ukrainians because we don't have any reason to mistrust them right now," which is completely reasonable. Yeah, because right. you know who didn't assassinate uh, one of our top-ranking officials in government extrajudiciously? The fucking Ukrainians. You know who did? The United States. So yeah, exactly. we're not gonna we're not gonna. But fuck Boeing was asked to be guys. part of the investigation as well. So them saying eventually, that is, eventually, yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's still, it's just 48 hours ago, so it's not well, like... Boeing, Boeing right. is probably so conflicted because I'm sure they want to do whatever the you know the State Department tells them to do, but also it, it would look really bad for them if they say, oh, yeah, no, this was just mechanical failure. So there, there's probably a ton of pressure on them. <laughs> They're to fucked be, either way. <laughs> They're fucked either way. So there's probably a ton of pressure on them to be like, oh, yeah, no, the Iranians shot this thing down. Look, you know, like... Right, but I think that's why it was good that they kind of held it back and were like, no, we're not just going to turn this over. We're going to, you know, get a group together, and this is going to be done right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I guess we'll see what happens with that. Um, You know, and (laughs) just uh, uh, other little odds and ends as we're kind of wrapping up the Iran thing. Um, There were credible reports that Trump told some people that he... He changed his mind on uh, on further retaliation for Iran... Because of Tucker Carlson's show that night, where oh where Tucker Carlson we're like we're doomed, we're fucking tr- doomed. You know, Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingram, you know, it, it's this white nationalist strain of actual white nationalists who only want you know to focus on on white people here in America, and they don't want to waste resources in brown countries, basically. So it's right. not from a point; it's not from the same. And then once they get their ethno state, they're going to kick us like all the brown people out of here. So exactly. It's like, so it's right. not they're not approaching Great. it from the, with the same aims. But whatever gets our smooth brain president to stop, you know, escalating in the Middle East, I'll take for now. But yeah, so 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 the the whims of of essentially the the further escalation of war that could have led to World War Three was halted <coughs> by by a fucking white nationalist in a bow tie on, on Fox News. So that's it, it's, that's what we're relying on right now. For I fucking, swear to God, it's it's their fucking hard on for your like Anglo European Western heritage. It makes them terrified of refugees fleeing from Syria and, and from Libya. Oh, for sure. And and that's all it is. That's all yep. that fucking motivates them to be against wars of intervention right now. 
because uh, you know bef- before you had millions of refugees fleeing these war zones that we created, they didn't give a fuck. They oh, didn't yeah. give a fuck at all. And, and even their their uh, you know pandering to the military families, the poor white uh, conservative mm-hmm. families that went over to fought those wars, they were still just like eh, you know they they don't they don't care about those people. They're poor as shit. They yeah. care about all the. Uh, you know, cultural meccas of, of whiteness in Europe being overrun with people that aren't white. That's, yep. That really, truly is their fucking no, fear, no, 100%, I think. No, no, 100%. 100%. Um, you know, listen to a way that... that um, they don't want a oh, bunch more Ilhan fucking, Omars in our Congress either. That's their other right. fucking fear. It's L- like... Little, little fucking short guy. Shapiro. Yeah. Listen to Ben Shapiro talk about Game of Thrones and, and like the battle plans of Game of Thrones as though it's a real thing. At the same time, he was furious that the uh, there was a Washington Post op-ed that talked about Wakanda in the first person. He was like, "That's not real. That's not real." Yeah, because it was it was a, a technologically <laughs> superior to the United States <laughs> right. black superpower. And then like, he talks yeah. about Game of Thrones, where he's like, "Well, I, I think the battle plans were realistic, but they should have more archers on along the front line of the flank of it." It's just like, "Oh my god, you you fucking little." Well, well, yeah, and if you've ever heard the way he talks about Palestinians, you know, he, 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 he that that famous tweet he had where, uh, you know, uh, Israelis love to build, uh, Palestinians love to l- bomb shit and live in sewage, hashtag yeah. settlements rock, yeah, something like that. Yeah, they love it. They fucking just, love just, it. Just asshole. an absolutely fucking Should. disgusting white nationalist yeah. garbage, you know. I did a, a report my senior year of, of high school on the Black Plague in the 13th century and why it wiped out like a third of the population, almost all in Europe, mm-hmm. and why it didn't touch anyone in the Middle East. And it really came down to hygiene uh, and, and the fact that, um, you know, the, the, by and large in the Middle East, they didn't have a paranoia and superstition about house cats. So because of that, they didn't have vermin-carrying, plague-carrying rats all over the place. And they practiced good hygiene. And people in Europe were dirty, filthy savages that dumped their shit in the street. And that's why they were dying of fucking all these diseases. <laughs> How this, do we keep this, getting sick? I don't understand. Yeah. So the, the, these people that think that like Europe was yeah. a cradle of civilization, it, like they don't want to talk about the parts of, of, of Anglo white Western culture no, of course, where Africa they almost the wiped themselves out because they couldn't fucking, you know, wipe their own asses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of the biggest. Yeah. I mean, that's the fucking, you know, we, we brought disease to famously to North America. Like, you know, we, we brought, a ton of diseases with us, you know, to the Native Americans who were fairly, you know, healthy people. Uh, and we brought all of our fucking nasty shit to them. And then that's, you know, never, <laughs> never goes away from there. But um, yeah, so yeah, it's but but again, that's a fe- apparently that's the thing with conservatives is that, you know, more so than fear, the most significant uh, trigger to conservative brains is disgust and if you can, you know, make a make a race or a group of people seem uh, dirty or disgusting or vile in some way, that's going to immediately garner sympathy when you want to then ethnically cleanse that group from from existence. I mean, right. this is you know Nazi propaganda one hundred and one, but this is just how conservative brains react to disgust is wanting to see it eliminated. So that's you know that's what they play on. The Even just the word on. "cleanse" implies that you're doing a good deed, where the you know, yeah, the, exactly. The, the, That's the unwashed from, probably, ma- yeah. masses are being cleansed away from you or from themselves or whatever. 
Uh, yeah, that was probably you know. used in as a term of like positive positive term by oh yeah you know like the Nazi or by whoever was like actually doing the ethnic cleansing. All, like all that's the considered. look at look at any old uh, you know prior to nineteen built in nineteen hundred church or stone cathedral, uh, and, and their guarantee part of their original charter mission was to uh, teach young indigenous children to be Christians and learn yeah. how to read and write English. Yeah, you know, and, and we we th- you know even nowadays we're still kind of like, well, that was better than just killing them, and it's like just just the the, the madness of that, uh, you know, to not recognize that is is genocide on the same level as murdering people yeah, in gas chambers. And, yeah, completely destroying one, one's cultural identity is is you know not much better uh, than actually killing them for sure. And I feel like, in, just to bring it back a little bit, like that is one of the things that drives Iranians and drives Persians is they have this history that goes back so much farther than ours, so much farther than most people in Europe even have, that that is an identity that transcends religion and transcends, transcends nationality, uh, and that's why they're going to win, right? They're not going to, you know, we, we might have more bombs and more planes and tanks, but we're not going to win, Yeah. right? And even in Iraq, they don't quite have the same thing that that iran has at least not uh you know cohesively on a national level the way they could really um i hate saying it but like you know it's like we decimated iraq in ways that are just tragic beyond belief things that we probably could still do in some ways uh you know logistically uh you know the amount of things we can blow up amount of people we can kill but fragmenting the Iranian people, the way we did Iraq, I don't think is possible. Right. No, for sure. And and Iran's you know military capabilities far exceed that of Iraq. So again, it would be any kind of a ground war situation would be a fucking nightmare boondoggle that would make Vietnam look like a field day. Like it just. Yeah. And, and the crazy part is, I talked to a bunch of right wingers on, online that were all like comparing Iranians <laughs> to the stormtroopers in, in Star Wars, saying, "Oh, they can't hit what they were going for." And then I showed them the satellite picture, and I was like, are you sure? Are you sure they didn't hit what they wanted? And they're like, oh. <laughs> Which is also hilarious, because George Lucas wrote that movie in 1977 <laughs> at the height of the Vietnam War, when we were the most imperialist we've probably ever been as a country. And that was well, clearly <laughs> supposed to be a represent. Well, I mean, not the most, but you know what I mean. Like, it was clearly supposed to be a representation of America, and American forces was, was right. the fucking empire, and so, the rebels so were, you know. The, USA Today had a poll, and this blows my mind, that uh, it was... So apparently like a majority of Republicans said that they they were okay with with Trump killing this guy, this general, because he was a bad guy, but they still thought it was reckless and made America less safe, which which shows their mentality of like, you know, y'all watch this. You know, like, hold like my beer. They'll, they'll always be fine with killing a brown person, but yeah, it's, you know, it was a bad idea. But I, but still, I don't care that he's dead. Like, yeah, it's. But again, this is the fucking on the Democrats too, because every one of these shitty fucking candidates, other than Bernie Sanders, reinforced Trump's decision and then scolded his procedure. Like, it, they didn't disagree with his decision to assassinate Soleimani. They all said, oh, well, we, of course, n- nobody thinks that, uh, you know, Qasem Soleimani was a good guy, you know, people calling him a terrorist, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Which is, I think is bullshit. He's total bullshit. a military general, so he's just as much as a terrorist as all of ours. Yeah, no. <laughs> Which you could probably make a case or, or Actually, way more. Actually, probably yeah. less so. <laughs> probably, yeah, but they're probably way more so terrorists than he is. Um, 
Yeah, so, you know, I, just just preposterous. Pete Buttigieg had a, such a bad statement. Did you see his statement on it? He's such a oh, snagging yeah. little fucker. Yeah. I yeah. really can't stand him. I just, I fucking can't. I know. So he, fucking He just texts the CIA, and he's like, what do you want me to tweet for you? What do you <laughs> want me to tweet, CIA? His, uh, just take actually, it over. Here's my I password. I want to read a little bit of his, his, I mean, and see if you can even decipher this, but um, his statement on it, uh, I just lost, oh, here it is. Uh, the top priority of a commander-in-chief must be to protect Americans in our national security interests. There is no question that Qasem Soleimani was a threat to, to the, that safety and security and that he masterminded threats and attacks on Americans and our allies, leading to hundreds of deaths. Again, by the way, just totally unconfirmed, totally non-substantiated speculation um, that he had anything to do with any of these troops, any of these insurgencies. Like, this is all speculation the only thing we can actually credit him with is again fighting off isis you know by leading all of these groups to, uh, you know yeah in, did in you coalition you know because we never heard about this guy before of course and then suddenly the day that we killed him like all these people had their talking points ready like oh he killed well, hundreds of americans i was like really i never heard about yeah, that actually, and i follow this shit no i mean actually i think on cnn msnbc just like a couple years ago two years ago whatever he was hailed as a hero that was helping the U.S. and right. helping other groups in the region fight ISIS. Yeah, so, there's photos so, of him with our soldiers because right. they were fighting alongside each other against where, ISIS like this, where, last year. Where like, did this common knowledge that he'd killed hundreds of Americans come from? I wondered that. It doesn't matter. And they can just throw it out there and all of a sudden it's well, real. But he, he, Somebody did some research on it, and I, I have a, another brief little bit Um hear from a guy who was on uh, Common Dreams. This guy's name is Stephen Zunes. Uh, Stephen knows his shit. He's a professor of politics and international studies at the University of San Francisco, where he serves as coordinator of the program in Middle Eastern Studies, recognized as one of the country's leading scholars of U.S. Middle East foreign policy and of strategic nonviolent action. Uh, so he, he was kind of like, well, where did this claim come from that suddenly everyone in the mainstream news is citing that this Soleimani general had killed hundreds of Americans? Because if you think that that was true... You would have known about it. You would have heard about it before. Right. Like the last week, right? Yep. Uh, and apparently it all came from a report back in 2007 of the, the spike in IEDs that were being used in Iraq to kill U.S. troops and how they had gotten progressively more lethal or more successful oh, good in, in the last four years of the occupation. And <sighs> the, the assessment basically said, well, it could be Iran. Or it might not be. So <laughs> they latched on to that. They latched on to nothing. But even if it was, they were IEDs, okay? So they're basically not manned. They're just, or if they are, like, it, it could be anybody, like you said. But also, what the fuck was the U.S. doing there? Yep. Like, why aren't we asking that question? That's never something that ever crosses anybody's mind. Why isn't Iran allowed to help if they wanted to? Right. Right? It's like, on their border. <laughs> it's... And we're not talking about cruise missiles here. We're talking about a grenade with a, pe a pressure plate over it and some gravel. And if you drive over it, it blows up. Right. You know, it's, it's asymmetrical warfare. The U.N. Charter clearly states that if an invading army uh, comes into your country and occupies you, you're allowed to resist them by any means necessary with, you know, whatever you want to do with, you know, bombs blowing up civilians, with aid from neighboring countries, whatever you want to do to expel an invading army, you're allowed to. And we're acting like the U.N. doesn't exist and those rules in the Geneva Convention don't exist. Yeah. I mean, why would we act like it does? Because it's never really stopped us before. 
Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, can't, and if, can't the Security Council just vote us off? Like, that would be just, nice. <laughs> I, I support they, can't that. Can't they vote us off the island? Yeah, no, I I, I support that for sure. Um, so. You know the 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 of course now the me, the media just smell blood in the water and we're like oh my god this is gonna be fucking great like another war we got another war you know let's go let's let's get ready, right. um, but uh, so they really went to overdrive with um, with really propagandizing everything you know CNBC tweeted out uh, America just took out the world's number one bad guy which is fucking hilarious because again uh, really news to everybody who you know came before that who had no idea what the fuck who the fuck this guy was but um that that headline actually did lead to a really funny parody tweet because that was also the same weekend that the patriots lost in the first round of the playoffs so somebody <laughs> tweeted out uh america just took out the world's number one bad guy and it was a picture of tom brady in the <laughs> <laughs> so i was like yes all right that that you know worth it for that reason alone but yeah i mean you know you saw a fucking I, w- I flipped on my TV. Max Boot was on the television. Fucking Judith Miller they brought out of her fucking crypt to, to you know, uh, I guess, again, tell us how to completely botch coverage of, of a fake war. Like, Joe fucking Lieberman. Oh, God. They dug up his corpse, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's just, just unbelievable. Um, so gross. So disgusting. Um, well, and the thing is, they've always done this. Whenever they're about to take out or right after they take out somebody who was of no real threat to America. It, it, all the talking points are there and ready. Um, they did this with Saddam Hussein's sons, right? It was like a two-week run-up to the time that we killed them. And I was like, oh, you can? they can just do that? Like, they know when they're going to kill these guys, and they yep. can just start running, like, all of these, um, you know, infotainment documentaries about what terrible people they are. And, and granted, Saddam's sons were pretty awful, Sure. But when they went and killed his sons, they also killed their grandsons who were children. And they don't really talk about that either. No, of course. Right. Same with the same with the Bin Laden's compound. I think they killed a couple kids that were in that compound too. Like they just Well, like, the, like like Obama said, they shouldn't have had a terrorist for a father. <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't have should have had a better father, like that Obama administration officially like, said. How does that after work? He killed an American citizen with a drone strike. Um, which was, you know that's, that's some like fucking time cop. Christopher Nolan tenant shit. Where look, it's like, he, well, look, you need to know that your father is going Obama. to do awful things in the future before you're born. So your your zygote should have chose parents better. Obama doesn't operate in the same space time that we operate in. Of course, he did say that we don't look forwards. We we, we look forwards. We don't look backwards. So we're not going to prosecute past crimes. Like he's he's really living in a different uh, century when it comes to clearly past crimes are now future crimes. So we can't be doing that um, either. Yeah. So, but just real quick before we get off the subject of Iran, I want to read out Elizabeth Warren's statement immediately after the Soleimani assassination versus Bernie Sanders' statement and see if you can spot a winning candidate in this this group. Warren's statement. Soleimani was a murderer responsible for the... And this is her first tweet on the subject. Soleimani was a murderer responsible for the deaths of thousands, including hundreds of Americans. But this reckless move escalates the situation with Iran and increases the likelihood of more deaths and the new Middle East and a new Middle East conflict. Our priority must be to avoid another costly war. So half your tweet is justifying the Trump administration's actions. That's how you fucking that's your that is a fucking losing candidate. She is just so unprepared to deal with anything 
when it comes to foreign policy and all of her foreign policy that she's shown us so far has been unilaterally awful and deferential to the worst actors in the fucking world. Like she's extremely pro Israel. Like she's doing a good job of hiding it this cycle. But uh, if you look back at her comments before uh, she's a fucking huge uh, Israeli Israel hawk. Like she's, did you guys see, I was um, away from the news for a couple hours today, hanging out with mom, but did you guys see if the house passed their uh, no war with Iran? They did. Yeah. Did they? They did. They passed it 282 to one something. Eight Democrats voted against it. Of course. Um, but isn't it just like like Trump has to stop gonna, yeah, he's not gonna doing sign war it, so. for 30 days uh, or else we... Like, he's got, like, 30 days to, to wrap this up, is what well, no, basically said. Well, no, there was no fun... It, basically, I what the warp... The way the, Bernie and Rokana's bill was essentially you, you cannot... You, you you can't you can't put any funds towards fighting a conflict in Iran like without congressional approval meaning that like you can't declare war in Iran without congressional approval essentially it's it's, it's what they did with with the war in Yemen where it was a, an assertion of congressional authority is saying you can't declare war on this nation without coming to Congress first but it's not going to pass because sure. he's going to veto it well they they said it's not going to get through the Senate you know the original authorization for the war on terror that Bush got as their, you know, their, their legal framework for assassinating this general. Right. So it's like, well, why don't they repeal that if they really want to do something? Yeah. 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 Um, so here's Bernie's statement, by the way, from the same day. Um, when I voted again, and again, no, see if you can find any mention of Soleimani being a brutal murderer, dictator or terrorist or any fucking nonsense framing that you'd see. Uh, when I voted against the war in Iraq in 2002, I feared it would lead to a greater destabilization of the region. That fear unfortunately turned out to be true. U.S. has, approx- has lost approximately 4,500 brave troops, tens of thousands have been wounded, and we've spent trillions. Trump's dangerous escalation brings us closer to a- another disastrous war in the Middle East that could cost countless lives and trillions more dollars. Trump promised to end endless wars, but this action puts us on the path to another one. Nowhere in there does he fucking justify the decision to assassinate Soleimani. Um, you know, none, none of this mealy mouth shit that you see out of Elizabeth Warren and every other Democratic candidate running. And it's like, again, there's one foreign policy candidate, just like there's one healthcare candidate. There's one student loan candidate. There's one Green New Deal candidate. There's you know. it can't be all one candidate though. That's just not possible. No, that'd be that'd be overkill. That'd be that'd be bad writing. That'd, if, that'd if be some like that. magical unicorn fart shit. Be, that, that yeah, no, that a that's real a real thing. Mary Sue of a presidential candidate to, to be the only one who can who's good on all of these issues. But yeah, no, you miraculously, kids with your green dream or whatever it is. <laughs> so you know, again, I, I just I. I I can't fucking believe there's people that still think Elizabeth Warren is even on the same fucking in the same fucking league as Bernie Sanders. It's just not even close. She's doing everything she Honestly, can to torpedo her Honestly, it's just a campaign. lot of people that have bought this whole narrative about her like being accepted by a lot of the Hillary people. They want they want their woman president, and they <clears> feel like she's more electable because she's more acceptable to the establishment that's really all it is it's not yep. they're like oh well i agree with his policies but you know he's not a real democrat like what the fuck does that even mean yeah well th- that's such a big thing is electability to 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 really like non to nonsense words though well, that, no to non to people that don't follow politics like that's been drilled into their heads because that's what that's the only thing that the establishment can cling to 
uh, is to drill into non-informed voters' heads like, hey, electability is king, because electability is the only thing that they can control in terms of narrative. They can, they're the only ones who can control the narrative when it comes to electability, because they'll say, look, this is who the party supports. Thereby, they're the most electable. You know, <laughs> don't look at their policies. Don't look at their records. Don't look at anything else about them except the except who we say is the best candidate. And that's again the only thing that they can point to is as, well, you and, know, and people like that favorite. defer to superdelegates as being the party. Oh, well, they yeah, know better, so who they pick is more electable. And it's like right. they even if they donate money directly to the DNC or the DCC, see. They don't see themselves as the party the way that people, working class, who are basically taking over the party right now via Bernie and AOC, Ilhan, Rashida, and their constituents, uh, feel that it's our party, that, that it was taken away from us, that you know we're not taking our country back, we're taking our party back, and we don't care. There, there was that, oh, God, what was the article? Oh, yeah, it was, it was like... Um, I think I even mentioned it on last week's cast, but it was like, uh, you know, why Bernie is likely going to be the front runner and why that will destroy the Democratic Party. And I was like, yeah. uh, what's the problem? Right. <laughs> what's the fuck? That's exactly what we should be doing if you're not going to destroy the party. It's like, as it it's exists like stop, today. we already support what it. What the fuck you are you doing? You don't have to convince us anymore. We, <laughs> like, <laughs> look, I can only get so um, big of an erection. I can't, I got to leave the room eventually. <laughs> like that, just right. stop, stop threatening me with a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, had a, real quick. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. oh go ahead. No, no, go well, ahead. I had a conversation with my mom and I said, how much of this do you think is like just people wanting to remain complacent, wanting other people to make decisions for them so that they never have to do it? And she was like, honestly, I really think that's a big part of it. Like, you know, she has conversations with her friends. My mom's a translator for the government. And, um, you know, and a lot of them, like, just don't want to think about it. And it's like, you work for the government, and you don't have any opinions. They're like, she's, most of the people that she's with all the time are Democrats, but they're like, oh, you know, I kind of like that Cory Booker guy because they're from New Jersey, <laughs> or I kind of like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, Pete Buttigieg, he's, he has a lot of experience for such a young guy. We need young people. Like, they just make up things, you know, that they've heard because, you know, the party accepts them. Yeah. Also, how can they even justify that? I've heard that too, but like, it's preposterous to say that Pete Buttigieg has experience. He has the least experience of anyone that's ever run for the for the fucking presidency. He he, the most votes he's ever gotten is like eleven thousand in a in you know in a I, city yeah. full of a hundred thousand people. Um, it, yeah, it's preposterous, but yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's the shit that they're sold on MSNBC and that's, well, you know. the one thing I don't ever find are any Biden, you know, people in real life. Yeah, no, me neither. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I really wonder where they are because I've never heard anyone even say that I, oh yeah, well, I don't like him, but I vote for him. I haven't even heard that. I honestly feel like that this call list that they have are huge, like Obama donors, Clinton, you know, donors. They never tell you who these people are. Of course. Yeah. So I really feel like they're connected and they're insiders. And also, yeah. like, how the fuck do you ever get anybody on a landline? I'm sorry. It, it's not going to happen. I don't even answer mine. I unplug that shit. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, well, Bernie so can't even get people if he texts them. Like, I, I get three texts from Bernie a day. I'm I, still I just, like, text. clear, 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 clear. Same. Like, I love you, Bernie, but I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah, if I, if I'm, yeah, if I'm I have like, extra money, on. I'll donate online. I'm not going to donate yeah. just because someone texts me. But, no, but look, it's important. And I, and I never, like, get mad at those people or anything because it's important that they do that because there, yeah. are, there is a segment of 
the population that will say, oh, yeah, yeah, I will donate to Bernie Sanders. Or they'll you know engage what, with those people. You know what's more valuable than $27 in donations? Uh, hour and 27-minute podcast. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't get mad at 100%. those texts either because I realize that people are actually out in their communities doing something. Sure. So, on. you know, that's a step in the right direction because we're going to need that energy going forward. It, it doesn't end at the election or, you know, regardless of the outcome. And, you know, to get people involved, and a lot of these people are brand new. So, you know, speaking to them, they're energized and they want to be, like, part of a like part of a movement. And that's why, like, I don't get upset about these texts. I don't even talk oh, yeah, about it. I just, like, like you said, you clear, clear, clear. And for every five to ten that people are getting, they probably are, you know, kicking a couple dollars or telling somebody else to do it if they don't have it. Yeah. No, and they would, yeah, and they wouldn't do it if it wasn't bringing in money to the campaign. So it's definitely right. working somewhere. But, and, it, and it's good also for people with social anxiety who would love to call for Bernie, but that's a fucking terrifying process. Even to me, I don't like, like talking to they're, people. They're on not the phone. doing a lot. Like, of, there's not a lot of phone banking. Yeah. They're doing, really they're doing canvassing, anymore, yeah. but I mean, the, the, to really do good targeted phone banking, you want to hit him like within just a couple weeks. So there's, there's probably phone banking going on in Iowa right now. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, but you know you want to you want to make that count right so, but yeah I mean it's it's the same network right that's what matters is the network and getting people right. activated, and if someone is like I'm tired of the spam like they're not going to drop out they're not going to be like well I, I'm going to vote for Liz Warren now because yeah. Bernie sent too many texts <laughs> it's the same as like oh well Bernie supporters were mean to me online so I'm going to go support Joe Biden now right. like it's I can only imagine how insufferable her texts are Jesus Christ oh God I I, I want to get on all their lists just to see the shit. Like, I, I can only imagine no, what don't. fucking... No, you I don't know. hate no, yourself true. that much. I know, you I know. That's <laughs> true, because no, I would I, never... I, I get this in another way. I get I get the, um, you know, oh, it's all of you militant vegans that forced me to eat this veal. Like, that's the one where I'm just like, no, 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 we didn't. No. <laughs> you just, you're <laughs> fucking scapegoating. And it's hilarious, because it's, like, such a great admission uh, of, like, the, the fact that you made them recognize their immorality... Right. And how empty they are inside. Not not just like you know. I'm talking about Liz Warren supporters here too. Sure. Where they're they're they realize that they're on the wrong side, and they have to scapegoat you as the reason that they're on the wrong side, instead of being like, oh shit, I should probably get on the right side of history. Right. <laughs> I mm-hmm. have to instead uh, come up with this this fantastical reason why, in fact, it's you burners that forced me to go become. Cassandra Fairbanks and and do the you know <laughs> the the alt right okay symbol yeah no for sure um yeah but you know I, and I just looked it up as we were talking Iowa's fucking February third like it's like three weeks away like it's preposterously soon um it doesn't feel like it but the, Bernie's gonna start winning states in like three weeks time so just everyone get ready to fucking you know, celebrate because I really hope so. I honestly think that California is going to be the biggest one and they really, you know, move that date up so they could try to screw him. And I think that it's going to backfire hard or at least I really want it to. So I could be like, yeah, it's like you guys tried to like really, you know, screw this one and it bit you in the ass. I think it was, you know, back when we still had Pat, uh, on the show, it's been forever. I think he got, he got too famous for us, uh, uh, lowly folks, but I think it, we, it was one of the first ones that was kind of like, you guys don't realize how unpopular Kamala is here in California. 
and, and of course he would know better than we would, but it was like we all kind of thought, well, Kamala's going to probably get her home state, and or, like, or like she'll do well, she'll get like in right, the top two, like I right. Thought. Like, and he was kind of the first one I think that kind of brought up on the podcast, like they're them moving it up to help, you know, establishment Dems may be the thing that hands it to Bernie, and we were we were still so far out, we were kind of like that seems like really wishful thinking, but it'd be nice, and now. You know, knock on wood, it it, it seems like he's uh, up. Yeah, no, he the poll that came out today, he's up three points in California. He's leading in California by three points, and of course, we know his supporters are historically underpolled. So that means he's probably running away with California right now, which is fucking incredible. And obviously, don't get complacent if you're in California. Make sure you fucking go vote. Otherwise, he's not going to win. But right. um, in, in all of these states, but you know. It, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I feel like genuine... Michael Bloomberg is going to split the the Joe Biden vote. <laughs> oh you know, God. like the oh down, man, I downtown. Can't wait to watch Michael Bloomberg get two fucking percent in his home state. Yeah, like, I, I don't even amazing. know if anyone lives in downtown LA. I assume at least around that uh, you know hipster coffee shop that uh, what's the name always tweets about. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But like, it's going to be a toss up to see whether you know who who takes Orange County, Mike Bloomberg or Joe Biden. I think <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to be neck and neck there. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be Biden. They're they're not going to pick Bloomberg. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. For but sure. like, what what other county in in in, in California? Is oh, Bloomberg's not even going to get like two two three percent of the vote in California. No. I'd be shocked. But does um, does anyone else have a chance there besides Bernie at this? I mean, what's that? What's that really high like meth like meth concentration? Maybe he'll get some accidental votes on the ballot if they have like the the button <laughs> buttons instead of the uh, the the you know the the bubbling <laughs> on the ballots. Well, um, but no, but so yeah, and, and just real quick before we get out of here, Bernie also picked up two huge endorsements uh, today, yesterday, and today he picked up the endorsement of the Dream Defenders. Which is a uh, multiracial mul- uh, multiracial criminal justice uh, organization, which I think was actually founded in the wake of Eric Gardner's murder. I could be wrong. It was, it was one of one of the you know needless fucking murders by by police. I, I forget exactly which one it was, but um, they're they're very, you know a pretty you know pretty uh, strong organization, and they support they endorsed him. And then of course today he got the sunrise movements endorsement with apparently overwhelming support in their vote. Cause they yeah. actually, you know, they learned from working families parties, disastrous fucking endorsement process. And they actually let their members vote. And apparently 75% you know, in support of Bernie for, for sunrise movement. Oh, did they release the numbers. 70. Yes. Yeah, 75% they, they fucking did. ran away with it. That's, that's, yeah. You know, I, I still was when they, when they gave like their, um, their, their score chart prior to an endorsing, I was kind of like, their criticism of Bernie was weird. It seemed like they hadn't listened to him talk ever. Yeah. Because uh, they kind of chided Bernie for not being specific enough about Green New Deal. And it's like, well, that it, it's a framework. It doesn't have specifics in it for a reason because we, we're we not even there yet, right? And, and they basically, you know, they wanted to kind of give equal criticism to every candidate, which I don't think is... is intellectually honest and at at that moment at least i was kind of like who's the who's the fucking boomer is actually running this thing because it doesn't seem like it's the kids so yeah. i am glad that they came around came to the senses and were like okay we need to put this to a vote of our members and and you know do the right thing right yeah. i don't think it's based on what he said i think they usually send out like a packet of questions and it's usually mm-hmm. filled out by exactly, the candidate yeah. or their team and they send it back so if they're a little vague oh, they or did whatever do an actual questionnaire then- for that 
They, I, I believe they did, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll, I'll dial back my criticism of their... That's usually what most groups do. I mean, obviously, yeah. working families didn't do that shit. It was a total clusterfuck, and... It was well, basically oh, just a, job. yeah, exactly, and sure. they couldn't even well, be no, bothered I'm, to like let us know what the percentages were. Yeah, well, I'm familiar with the process, but usually the questionnaire is sent out, and then like the board will will vote based on the questionnaire itself. So I wasn't aware that they did that, and then also did a vote. So that that's a little different. But yeah, well, they they, they learned from Working Families Party because of how how disastrously that was received, and they had their members sure. vote on it, and they didn't have a board, you know. Acting super delegates, they they actually learn the learn the lessons of that, um, and just you know to close it out, uh, just released uh, as we we're on air, or it just popped up on my feed at least, came out a couple hours ago, new national Reuters Ipsos poll, very respected poll. I'm sure Nate Silver would give it an A plus, uh, although after this poll he probably would give it a, a D minus. Um, <laughs> F minus. It's really weird how. Yeah, no, exactly. You know. It, Paul's not really that important, guys. You know, I think ultimately... No, um, he, he does this thing where <laughs> Nate Silver, anytime he uh, knows his, his, his ass is showing, he'll tweet something out that, you know, seem, seems to defy common sense with the, the with the phrase that starts out with... Uh, it's kind of weird how... <laughs> da, 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 <laughs> as though a thing that's common knowledge is somehow an outlier that he just picked up on. Like, oh, it's kind of weird how people keep saying the word neoliberal. Like, what's that mean? It's like, well, here's 15 tweets where you use that word in context from five years ago, and now you're pretending you don't know what the fucking word means? Yeah. And it's like a Are you, is your, is your brain leaking out with your hair that's falling out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, National uh, Reuters Ipsos poll. First place, 17% Bernie Sanders. Second place, Joe Biden, 15%. So Bernie Sanders is leading Joe Biden in this national poll by two full percentage points. Uh, third place, Liz Warren, 10%. <laughs> Fourth place, Michael Bloomberg with 6%. Pete Buttigieg in fifth place, number five with a bullet at 5%. So, uh, yeah, just, just Buttigieg really, really just tanking hardcore. Bloomberg at 6% Warren. seems like a huge upswing. I, I'm, I'm well, sure... He's, he's, he spent $100, $300 million, him and <laughs> yeah. Tom Steyer, in the last... You know, three like literally between the two of them, they spent I think three hundred million dollars on ads, and I've seen a, a I've seen fifteen Tom Steyer commercials on television, in the la- <laughs> like on the most random so shit funny. like, on you know news on fucking you know, d- like drama on like pro wrestling like he's advertising fucking everywhere. It's preposterous. It's like annoying <laughs> as hell. Um, so they're they're funneling Didn't, all of their uh... funds into getting like five percent of the vote basically. Right. Yeah. Um. D- didn't um, Bloomberg offer like fifty million to some charity that Stacey Abrams is on the board of, and that, to like buy her her uh, nomination? Oh no! It only it only cost him five million. But yeah, only that, five million. Yeah. Oh, so okay, now so. now she's going to do an event with him. So uh, you know, everyone <laughs> everyone talking about what a progressive she was. Uh, I mean, a preposterous from the start. Oh she's God, on the fucking I got board of so Cap, much but. shit. I got so much shit when I like called her out about her connections with Cap and stuff, and people were like. You know, you don't understand what it's like. And I'm like, listen, I said she got a job with like people like Nira and she doesn't need to do that because everybody knows who she is. So I'm sorry, but like, I'm not trying to hear it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, she that's not what a progressive does. Yeah, no, she did that for a reason. Like she, you know, she could have done anything, you know, after after being kind of screwed out of a governorship. And she decided to go work with the worst scum of the fucking earth at Cap, you know, Nira Tandon and 
all these other scumbag Clinton, you know, exiles. Um, so that, that was a choice. That was that was her showing who she was. So, you know, <laughs> let's 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 take her at her word, basically. Right. Um, yeah. 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 All right. Well, I you know, I think we've covered uh, plenty tonight. Uh, obviously, Iran dominated the conversation, but we managed to. <laughs> Talk about a couple other things. In Iran there. destroyed the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Iran obliterated uh, now with logic. Uh, yeah, they, so they kind of uh, did though. I, yeah, I, 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 you know, I'm ideologically, I, I'm not like there with the mullahs. No, or, no, uh, for, yeah, of course, I don't, I don't support any theocratic, you know, but man, government. It, but it, we we came so close to, I mean, the, the closest we could come to like World War Three. I think we could come, and hopefully the closest will come. <laughs> let's, let's hopefully, fingers crossed. But still, like you know, totally unprecedented. Nothing like this has ever happened before. And still, I feel like Iran is like it is as long as we're antagonizing Iran, Iran is going to be the adults in the room, and the cooler heads will prevail. Yeah, with, with that one until we do something just so unconscionable, they have to fucking attack us. Like you know, which. They already did. But that's the thing. Is already like, I can't we imagine anything did. worse than assassin. <laughs> like, the only thing would be worse is if we assassinated Rouhani. Like, that's the only thing that they would actually probably... No, or, or the Ayatollah, which isn't probably possible, um, you know, because he's never going to leave the country. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but still, it, it's, you know, it. look at the people that are kind of that are reasonable and like, hey, let's do a deal and let's stick to it. Even after the, the person that brokered the deal, the country that brokered the deal drops out of it, we'll stick in it. Like that, that seems like the country that people should be rallying around, not sanctioning. Yeah, you know? no, we're the bad guys. Once again, we're the fucking bad guys. Like, <laughs> are we the baddies? Yeah. Are we? <laughs> we are. God. We definitely are. We are. We always yeah, are. That's, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that about does it for us this week. Um, obviously, if you want to help the show out, you can rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, uh, share the show out from SoundCloud. Uh, go check out all of our other shows. You know, we just recently finished coverage of uh, Watchmen and coverage of The Mandalorian, two great shows for different reasons. Um, you can check that out in the feeds that you're listening to this in. Um, we uh, are on Facebook at facebook.com slash idiots. We're on Patreon if you want to support the show at patreon.com slash moveleft. We have merch available at tinyurl.com slash moveleftmerch. Uh, I am on Twitter at move underscore left. Um, uh, <laughs> this might be a, a shorter section than usual. <laughs> so, Jules, uh, you're currently in, oh, in, the, in the yeah. Do we want to do? Do we want to yeah, expose yeah, any we, kind of burner accounts? I don't know. Do we? I don't know. I feel like it's gonna just happen anyway. So yeah, sure. okay. let's just do it. Um, I am at Mrs. Underscore Socialista, and yeah, for now. <laughs> for now Until so was I that get nuked hours, again. Yeah. was that the account that was that was uh loaned to you or gifted to you it was gifted to me yes so and you, so was my last one gotcha you, you said that you it got like temp banned for a second again is that right i did um the second i did hashtag no war with iran uh with iran oh, i got um, a lot of people got banned for that like posting so that image. The second I did it, it locked my well, account. You're, you're Russian bots, obviously. All right. Of you. Every last so, one. I'm telling on you right now. I'm texting Marcos from the <laughs> as we speak. So it happened instantly, and I was locked out, had put in a phone number to get back in. Jesus. And yeah, it, it wouldn't let me I back mean, in either way. 
how many burner phone numbers have you generated through Google Voice? Christ Jules? Almighty, I could not tell you. <laughs> but you know, this this time so you, I you didn't know that do it. Trick they, too, right? Google Voice will yeah. not let me make anymore. I have to oh, like go and delete all my other ones and pay for it. Otherwise, I got to wait like a month oh, or forty five wow. days in between each. Oh, see, see what I have to do with Google Voice now to generate new fake phone numbers is to go like further and further out into the suburbs to like. Not not physically going to the suburbs, but like <laughs> when it's like oh select area. Yeah, yeah. Um. But then it's like like Twitter will accept it, but when I have to make a new email account, it's like we don't accept this number. But fortunately, you just change email providers and they'll just take your regular phone number. It's Twitter that hasn't caught on to this yet, apparently. I honestly, and this is something I was talking to other people about the other day. I honestly think that Twitter somehow has access to the phone numbers that Google Voice numbers are forwarding to. Probably. Mm. Probably. I feel it, like they're it. getting a list, honestly, and and they're cross-referencing what, the, it. I don't think they're doing it all the time. I think they're doing it yeah. like in batches. That's why so many people <coughs> get their accounts nuked on the same day. Yeah, and that's happened to you and me twice. Uh, the first time was when when mm-hmm. Julian Assange got arrested that very day. We both same got day. banned. Yep. Uh, and then this this last time, it was just within like what seventy two hours of each other. Um, yeah, it was Christmas morning. Yeah, great, great present. I. I did make a burner account, but I feel like I, I want to go with a different direction in it. And it's not that I don't want to promote the show. It's just that I'm convinced that they have other ways of figuring out. The thing that I always get is they'll, they'll tell me, oh, you were suspended for using multiple accounts to harass people with, which I've never done. Same. Right? But I do have more than one account. So I want to make sure that those two accounts are, are so disassociated that that doesn't happen again. So... For now, I'm going to use my burner account to kind of like focus on some local stuff, and I, I don't really want to broadcast it. So if you know what it is, by all means, feel free to follow me. I just don't really want to broadcast it yeah. on the show for right now. Maybe in the future at some point I will, but uh, if you if you want to message Anthony, then he'll probably tell you where it is. Yeah, yeah, we just won't broadcast it on air, but if you want to... Yeah, like, like I'm even paranoid to, to send a direct message from my other account with a link to my new account. That's how paranoid I am. <laughs> and people don't even know your other account either. That's another like <laughs> And I don't want them to know that. Yeah, either. I know, I know. It's, I know. it's like, you know, if if they're secret agent. I I want Twitter to turn into Tumblr where they lose one point two billion dollars in value for banning porn. Oh well they're about to because <laughs> they, they, they they just announced they're gonna totally allow uh, Oh that's right. Like ass hurt celebrities to yeah. to hide reply to to turn right. off replies on the so nobody can get ratioed anymore, which is like the only reason well, they have us stuck around this hell site. It's gonna the blue be blue check shield. Right. Well, what's going to happen, though, is they're going to lose so much market value that they will have to lay off half of their staff and there will be nobody left, no interns left to go through and look for accounts with like a little hammer and sickle uh, insignia in the handle and ban them automatically for that. Yep. So it'll be like Tumblr after a year of banning porn. Suddenly the porn's back because they laid off all their fucking staff. (laughs) And we'll be able to flourish. Now, we might not be able to ratio shitheads, but we'll be able to fucking flourish again. And I care more about that than just telling, uh, I don't know, Pete Buttigieg that he fucking sucks. Right. Well, that, and, that's, and that's the... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, like, Twitter, and that's one of the main reasons why so many people are on it. It's such a great organizing tool. It's such a great mm-hmm. way to share information. And honestly, I think that this is just a test run for them to shut down the whole thing if, like, you know, the government is threatened in any kind of way. Mm-hmm. I honestly believe that. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I mean, the ratio is, is the greatest tool we have against the fucking elites. Man, it's the best, they are like, way coming for my Disney Plus subscription. <laughs> I've been watching all the, you know, Rogue One over and over, and, like, none of the other stuff on there, and I think they're on to me. No, I've, sorry, I've actually been watching joking. that documentary on how they built how they built all the Disney parks, which is pretty interesting. Even though it's like it paints them as the good guys, obviously, which Ugh. it's going to do. It's on their network. I, I still find a lot of that shit fascinating because a lot of it's like engineering and like creating creating all. But sure, it's it's a cool watch. But yeah, no, and fuck Disney. They're, they're you know what, you know what's crazy is Disney Plus has all of like their old nineteen fifties Davy Crockett. Westerns on there that are racist as fuck. <laughs> well, it doesn't have Song of the South, so that's that's the one thing probably oh, working in its favor but, is that it doesn't there, have the super so racist other, shit they do. Like, basically just white guys in, in, in red face <laughs> pretending to be Indians, and it's 1955. You know, well, they're, made, you know, yeah, that's when they're, they it made came it. out, yeah, filmed and, it, it, and they have a disclaimer that's saying, you know, uh, th- this may show antiquated cultural values. <laughs> it's like, may... Well, you just fucking shot a bunch of Indians because they were Real in strong the river. stance there, yeah. <laughs> like they, what did they do? Oh, it was a war party. What were they warned against? Uh, being genocided. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, Disney. Like, I, yeah. I guess that's good that you don't hide behind it, but your disclaimer is fucking terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I forget where we were. Oh, yeah. So okay. So yeah. Uh, they're 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 on Twitter. Where they're on Twitter at. Um, secretly on Twitter (laughs) secretly on Twitter and we will see you next week